Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the Ram Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And this episode is New Year, New Direct, because as expected, Nintendo rolled out a new Direct this past week that gave us a uh, full look pretty much at the new 3DS's launch here in North America, a look at what's coming up in the spring, and a few surprise announcements along the way. Um, Not all of them from the North American Direct. That is true. Weirdly, there's some bigger news, not bigger news, but more interesting news coming out of the Japanese Direct than the American one. But with all that news, I think it's safe to say there are a lot of like uh, questions raised, a lot of confusion, some excitement. And also some fear of people's lives. I don't know if you've noticed, they have a new thing in the background. Like, they're not standing in front of a white screen. There's, like, this animated block thing behind them that comes in and out. And I kept thinking, like, are they going to get hit by the block? Are the blocks going to, like, consume them alive? Is it, like, a, a hive mind thing that just eats them? I, I, it's weird. But, yeah, so we have a direct to talk about. That's going to take up the majority episode. This is actually... I would say this is one of our bigger episodes of the year. I feel like that January direct where Nintendo lays out the next six months of Nintendo dumb until E3... Um, it's pretty big. So this one is going to be a big episode, probably a lengthy episode. So the best way to make sure you don't miss anything, which, by the way, will also include uh, our thoughts on Club Nintendo shutting down, first details on Pokemon Tournament, the uh, Namco Bandai Pokemon fighting game hybrid thing, all that we're going to throughout the episode. So the best way to make sure you don't miss any of that, roundtown.com, episode 89. In that blog post, we have timestamps for every game we talk about and the news we talk about. So you can easily jump around because there's, there's a lot. It's probably one of our longer lists of games in quite a while. So, we might as well jump in with the uh, new Nintendo 3DS. So, that was the biggest thing that came out of this Direct, bar none. It's coming out in less than a month, which is crazy. And anyone who's been who's a Nintendo fan likely knows pretty much the situation. At the end of the Direct, Reggie took over. He walked us through the now infamous details that, yes, we're getting the new 3DS in North America on February 13th. No, we're not getting the small one. We're only getting the XL variation. And that means there's no faceplate support. That means there's no neat Super Famicom button colors. Only the letters on the buttons are the, you know, the rainbow colors. And it means 100% no Ambassador Edition for North America. Yeah, it's kind of a shame because, um, I don't know, in a way, the, the smaller one kind of makes um, special editions, not completely, but I feel it kind of makes them obsolete, like the special edition 3DS. It does. Because it's like, oh, you want the Smash Bros. one? There's a Smash Bros. faceplate. Yep. You want the Monster Hunter one? There's a Monster Hunter. There's a, like, there's, there's a faceplate for faceplate for everything, just kind of how now they're going crazy with themes. Yeah. And um, By the way, they're going insane with themes. Yeah, like, some it's of like, them are really good, though. Some yeah. of them are nice. Most of them are awful. Yeah. All of them are coming out way too fast and cost way too much. Yeah, I guess I don't really expect you to buy all of them. Yeah. But I guess it's kind of nice that... Like, you you will most likely find one that you really like. Right. I mean, I'm surprised Elvis already has, like, four or five of them that he bought. And I'm like, oh, wow. I haven't bought any yet. But he's kind of a... He's definitely a theme person. Like, he, he has a lot of a themes. A theme junkie. He has a lot on his PS3. Right, right. And, I don't know, I'm still kind of waiting for a really good Bowser one that has a song I like that won't drive me crazy after, like, a lot of loops. <laughs> but, um, but you did make a good point about the faceplates, though, and that they kind of get away from... Not just special editions, but they let you do whatever you want with your 3DS in the sense that they have wood ones. They have, like, suede ones. They have, like, they will probably come out with, like, Mario jeans denim. Like, they couldn't go crazy, and we're not getting like that at you, all It's literally what you said about um, Nintendo always goes back to old ideas. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Game like, Boy Micro. Yeah, Game Boy Micro 2.0, 2. yeah. Yep. Well, you know, you know uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I guess I'd be just one that's, like, not, like, and mm-hmm. it's a shame, too, because, like, now, um, because there's no smaller ones, like, Elvis, who was gonna get an XL, I mean, a, a, a smaller one, yeah. it's not forced to get an XL, and like, like oh, he could have gotten a Monster Hunter faceplate, and yeah, he ate that, but I mean, I guess 
Nah, he could still get the. Well, I guess he is getting the Monster Hunter one. But yeah, but that brings up a really good point in that, like, what is going on? Why more, aren't we getting the small one? Like, getting more money, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it's there's so it's just such an odd thing. First of all, I think this is the first handheld Nintendo, the first hardware. It was definitely handheld that Nintendo's put out since the Game Boy Light in the early '90s, which was the a Game US Boy with a backlight. That is not coming to the U.S. This is the first time. That's oh, a small yeah. one. This is the first time they've had a major hardware thing that's not coming here it's in like twenty plus years. That is, to me, that's weird. And it also kind of reverses their typical trend because Nintendo, for the last since the DS up through now, they've always done. Oh, hey, here's our revision. Here's our DSi. Wait, here's so our 3DS. And then eighteen, twenty-four months later, they can go. Oh hey, want a bigger one? Here you go. So they're missing out on that double dip opportunity. So the completely. only so the only smaller SKU that we'll have now is the 2DS essentially. Since they're Basically, out the, yeah, because the regular 3DS is gone, and that's I mean that is exclusive to us, but it's not the same. <laughs> no. Like yeah, and I feel like this one was an in between, so it's kind yeah. of like that. You get a little bit bigger, but not so much so that some yeah. people are still comfortable with the smaller one. Yeah, and the thing is, even if they're not. You know, even if, okay, sure, let's say, oh, well, we have the 2DS, Europe doesn't, so they're giving them the smaller 3DS. I guess that kind of, in some backwards way, makes sense, but they're limiting customer choice, no matter how you look at it. Like, that's going to hurt sales. I mean, you, Elvis seems to be the exception, not the rule, where it's like, oh, well, then can't get small one, I'll just get the big one. But a lot of people, you know, there's people where it's too heavy for them, the big one, their hands are too big, kids are left out, like small kids, because that thing's unwieldy for, like, a five-year-old. Well, not unwieldy, but it's big. Like it just because I mean the whole 3D thing was a problem to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So the 2DS is there for that, and the 2DS does cover some of that. But there's a lot of people where they want the smaller 3DS. At least in, from my understanding, they want the smaller 3DS not because oh I can't play 3D, or oh um, you know like 2DS serves my purposes. They might want the exclusive games. They might want the exclusive features that only the new 3DS XL has, and they're stuck. So instead of like giving them. A choice, I feel like they're actually kind of taking away a little. Like, people are just going to be like, alright, fine, I won't buy it. I've seen people on NeoGAF say that. Like, in a large amounts of people say that. It's anecdotal, of course, but, yeah. you know. And then, I think I think the third thing is just, like, have like there are three main, like, issues I have. There. And I think the third one is, like, have we ever seen this happen in the tech world? Has Apple ever gone, hey, we have the new iPad Air 2 and the new iPad Mini 3. Both are available worldwide, except... I'm sorry, UK. You don't get the iPad Mini. You only get the Air. Like that's just confusing to people. Like if it's a known product, they know we know really it exists. More like they, we only get like they don't get the they, they don't the, get the, the Mini. Six, they don't get the six plus, just the normal six. Yeah, it's the same product. Yeah, it's the same three. idea. Yeah, it's I mean, like it's no, it's like they get the plus and they don't get the regular. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, they, yeah, they will get the big iPhone and not the small. I have to Air is a little more. Yeah, and I know that. Like I realize, you know, the trend is tech is getting bigger, phones are getting bigger. But I, it's just they still have smaller ones somewhat. Like this just seems weird, and it's gonna cause so much confusion for Nintendo because now not only do you have people trying to figure out what a 2DS versus a 3DS versus an XL versus a new versus an old is, but now people are gonna see online that there's a different size that doesn't exist in the first place. Like I mean, imagine like you walk into a store. Let's say you're a parent, right? So you go into a store and you go up to a clerk and you're just like, "Hey, can I buy a 3DS for my son? He wants the small one." Clerk's gonna say, you know, I don't know, uh, oh, there's a new 3DS, comes in XL, but we do offer both a 2DS and an old 3DS. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to use 3DS, I want a new but small 3DS. Oh, well, we don't have a new but small 3DS, we have a, some leftover old 3DS, which are new, 
but they're old design. I want a new new three. Yeah, and then yeah, and then even then it's like, oh, I want a new new three DS. Oh, well, we don't have that. It's like, oh, well, I guess I guess I could do two DS. What's that do? Well, it does all the things of the three DS except the three D, and some of the games that work for the th- new three DS won't work with this, and some of the features of games that do work with this won't work with that. And if you want new new three DS games, new new, yeah, you know, new games for the new three DS. Not to be confused with just newly released games. If you want new new games, you need the new system, but it's only big, so your kids out of luck. Like that's there's gonna be a lot of conversations like that, and it's mm. gonna be really have, it's a total who's on first. <laughs> should have calling a new. They probably should have added something to the end, like plus or something. 3ds plus, yeah, like DSi was somewhat clear. Yeah. I, yeah, and I mean, like I I tweeted um, earlier in the week. 3dsi. 3dsi. They could have done that. I tweeted earlier or in the week. A 3ds. Oh, for C stack. Sounds like something they would do. Yeah, 3ds plus would make sense because it's a uh, better 3d. Yeah. But um but yeah, I tweeted earlier in your week a photo of like every three every logo from DS through new three DS. It's so confusing because you have DS, DSI no, sorry, DS, DS Lite, DSI, DSI XL, three DS, three DS XL, two DS, new three DS, new three DS XL. If oh, you're a parent it, that it doesn't looks, follow Nintendo it, like in uniform kind of, it kinda reminds me well, it's so confusing, but it kinda reminds me of um the Rambo sequels, in a way, up until like they started going. That's that's the the when someone needs to figure out how to brand things, they look at Rambo. <laughs> like the Rambo and um, what was that other one? Uh, Rocky, where that's like they're all they're all Rambo up to a point, right. and then instead of like going part seven, it's just called um, Stallone or Ro- oh, oh, oh yeah, or it's called Rocky Balboa. So right. like, wait, is that part? Is that a prequel? Like, right, oh, right, seven. yeah, yeah. They it's yeah. kind of like that. I mean, to Nintendo's credit. They are differentiating the games a little, like in my crazy scenario of new, new 3DS games. They are um, differentiating the games. Instead of the banner being on the right, all th- new 3DS exclusive games oh, yeah. will have the banner on the top, and it looks awful and ridiculous. Because, <laughs> like, you have a vertical box, or you have a box that's more attuned to have a, you know, have a square image with, like, a banner on the right. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just squish it down from the top and put this really obnoxiously big only for new 3DS thing up there. And that's, I'm sorry, people are still going to be confused. They're like, oh, I did just get a new 3DS. It is a new purchase, so is it new, right? So, so yeah, it's going to it's gonna be messy. But uh, yeah. that's... That's um, why they're going to have fun with that. Yeah, they that's are. holiday season. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and then there's also some people that are saying, like, oh, well, maybe the smaller new 3DS will come out during the holidays. Like, maybe they're reversing their pattern of small than big. And it's like, well, why would they even do that? Because to Nintendo's credit, they have reasons for why they did Nintendo this. Nintendo of America. Right? Nintendo of America. They decided this. Here's what they told Kotaku. And to their, now that we've chewed them out, but I feel like we need to go in their due. They said a kind of terse statement to Kotaku. I'll just read it. Different territories make their own business decisions regarding individual products and timing. We think new Nintendo 3DS XL makes the most sense for our market. Nintendo makes different systems at different price points for a whole range of customers. And new Nintendo 3DS XL simply expands those choices even further. Okay, first of all, if you're responding to a question of why are you limiting your choices, you can't say you're expanding your choices. Because by definition, you're doing the opposite of that. But well, I guess we have more choices than we have now. That's true, but the we question the question wasn't why are, why are you giving us a new 3DS? It's why aren't you giving us both new 3DSs? So it's kind of like, well, we're choosing to give you one because it gives you more choices than zero, but it gives you fewer choices than two, but we'll go ahead and ignore that half. But I, I'm, I'm kind of being a little hard on them. But So there's that problem, first of all. And the second thing, of course, is um, it doesn't really tell us anything. It doesn't say why they did it. It doesn't say there's data that backs them. But to their credit, if we step into their shoes for a minute, maybe NOA isn't insane. Maybe, just maybe, they actually kind of know what they're doing, possibly. Because um, there's some reports going around that uh, here in the States, the XL might have been selling the norm- outselling the normal 3DS 2 to 1. 
If that's the case, you could kind of see that. And then in Japan, we have we have actual hard numbers from launch week of the three D of the new three DS, where in October when they launched, the new three DS um, XL sold triple what the standard size one did. Triple. So if you're NOA and you're going, well, we don't we see a trend where people are buying the XL over the regular or they're getting the two DS, and we see in Japan that that trend's magnified a couple times over then maybe we shouldn't release the new one. So to their credit, as much as I hate to say it, maybe that's why they didn't do it. And similarly, this is the same branch of Nintendo that can't seem to supply GameCube adapters um, and Amiibo. So maybe they're just like, we don't want to get involved with faceplates whatsoever because we're going to botch it yeah, so bad. Yeah, no, like pictures of like toy stores in other countries just start seem like full with like everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah, and here it's like, it took a, my friend that got a Wii U last month, it took him five weeks. Wow. To get a GameCube adapter for Smash Bros. And I was at Walmart yesterday, and the Amiibo section has absolutely wipe clean. Not, yeah. not even Mario's and that stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. So maybe that's why Nintendo said no, because one, they have sales data that shows otherwise, and two, faceplates. Can you imagine anyway you... trying to do faceplates? That'd be such a oh. nightmare. Like it's like, hey, we're gonna make ten, a total you, of ten you wooden give ones. Up more shelf space. Oh yeah. My oh God. no, we have an online store we refuse to use. Ah. <laughs> but uh, there, there's one accessory though that they are gonna have in stock, and they need to have in stock because they're not including it in the box, and that would be the um, AC adapter. For the first time in it's North America, there. they've done it in Europe and Japan, but for the first time in North America, Nintendo has decided to maximize profit, cut costs as much as, much as pro- possible. And straight up remove possible. as much as possible, and straight up remove the AC adapter from all the new 3DS XL sold. Which, by the way, is insane. Can I, can I just put that out there? That, that's literally insane. <laughs> they've been doing it in Japan. They've been doing it in Europe, sure, but that's just that's just dumb. I mean, during the direct, Reggie pitched it as. Uh, I mean, sure, I already have two and like three in the house. But we do. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Reggie did pitch it during the directors as not a big deal specifically for that reason. Because since DSi onward, we've used the same adapter. We, you know, we make them. You've had them if you have a 3DS, if you have a DSi, if you have any of the XLs, you have them. You have them. You don't need us. So we're saving you money because we would have put that in the cost. So guess what? You're only paying 200 bucks for your XL, and you don't have to worry about the adapter. That's how he, like, pitched it yeah, as if it was a great if you buy separately, You're still paying the price that you would have paid if it was included? No, that's the thing, because normally they swallow the price. Normally, oh. it would be too... It, this thing was going to be $200 regardless. Nintendo's penny-pinching. Yeah. And the thing is, GameStop is doing a big trade-in program right now. Trade in your, X, your current 3DS towards an XL. 100 bucks for an XL 80 or something for a 3DS. Guess what you need to give them? Your AC adapter. So Nintendo's whole argument for a lot of people that, oh, well, you have one because you have a 3DS and you're just upgrading, is moot because if they're trading them in, they give up the adapter and then they have to buy an adapter, which is like 12 bucks. So, I mean, granted, it's still, you're still getting money back, but that's, it doesn't quite, the, going after the enthusiasts and saying, oh, it doesn't matter because you have one, doesn't work when some of your enthusiasts sell them off in order yeah. to get your new thing. But, uh, it's, yeah, they told, I mean, they told IGN as well that the move was strictly to prevent raising money, raising price on people, which is silly. I mean, you know what it is at the end of the day? If they didn't have a proprietary thing, it might make sense. If they use micro USB, I could kind of see how they can get away without doing it. Because they're like, oh, everyone has micro USBs. Every phone, phone, every phone. But the problem is even, yeah, they have lightning. But even, even phones, Mm -hmm. even the cheapest phones, yes. (laughs) Even the Final Fantasy character charges your phone whenever you, whenever you plug it in. But, uh, even, even the cheapest phones, the freebie crappy phones that come on Verizon and whatnot, 
Those come with chargers. If Pantech can afford to give you a charger, I'm pretty sure Nintendo can probably afford it too. Or scrap your proprietary thing and then maybe you have a point. Maybe. Maybe. Make it solar powered. <laughs> Make it so there we go. That's that's probably possible. It'd be, it'd, yeah, it would, but it'd be good for the environment. Um but I get to I know I'm kinda of going on a whole rant here, but I've many I have many many feels about about this. I get the feeling between this AC adapter stuff and the lack of the XL we're getting in America. I mean sorry, lack of a standard size and only an XL, I get the feeling that Nintendo doesn't really consider this to be a mainstream product. I get the feeling part of the reason, like, we don't need to bother with faceplates, we don't need to bother with AC adapters, we don't need to bother with the small one, is because they are using, viewing this as an enthusiast device, and they are not expecting it to necessarily sell super high, and they may even have a new system, a new handheld completely coming out, like, 18 months from now. Because there rumors don't come out of nowhere. That donut bracelet screen thing that they were talking about, that rumor, even if it's about not a handheld but quality of life, fact is, someone in Japan is saying Nintendo's making a new handheld with enough momentum that news agencies are picking it up. Something's happening. There is movement. I think the new 3DS, as much as Nintendo might be arguing it isn't, is a DSi. It's only going to last 18 to 24 months, and then it's going to be replaced by a whole new system. That's my gut feeling. And I get the feeling Nintendo's putting out the 3DS, the new 3DS right now, knowing it's going to be dead in 18 months, and knowing, well, the only people who are really going to buy it are people upgrading. People that we already have locked in that we can force to triple dip, such as me, or double dip, such as Elvis. Like, they... Well, I don't think they're expecting big things out. Technically, this is the first one he's buying. Remember, we won the other one at his. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, he's yeah from Nintendo. Yeah. Well, see, they're still getting money out of him. Still getting money. <laughs> Four years later, or three years. Later. <laughs> we'll get you someday. We'll get you someday, Elvis. But uh, yeah, I seriously think that this might be a stopgap, especially because like if you look at say their December sales numbers, which we're going to talk about later in the show, how they did during the holidays. The one thing they didn't mention in the press release is anything about 3DS hardware sales. Sales are that bad that they just didn't even bring it up. So they're having this as a stopgap to keep sales going and then they'll have a new handle. That's my theory. That's probably why they're not investing heavily. It explains a lot of the lineup which we're about to get into because a lot of those games are very, like, they're not even just gamer games. They're, like, core game, The core of the core. Like, Majora's Mask is a Zelda fan favorite. Uh, Monster Hunter is definitely not a, like, Mario Kart-style casual game. Codename Steam isn't. Xenoblade isn't. These are the big games they're using to push the system, and they're all aimed very squarely at a very specific gamer's market. Yeah, like, super gamers. Yeah, but they're making them the, the yeah. system sellers. So that's why I think, if you put all this stuff together, that's why I think um, the new 3DS is not going to carry this, the legacy of the 3DS for a long time like the Game Boy Color did. It's going to be a DSi and be done in 18, so, 20 months. So this might be the last of the DS family? Hmm. They may do like a 4DS or something. I don't know. But I just mean this is the last <laughs> scent, scent technology. You have to wear a visor. Smell-o-vision. Yeah, you wear a visor. It's like the HoloLens from Microsoft where it just shoots holograms everywhere. But Which, by the way, that looks cool. Have you seen that? The HoloLens from Microsoft? I did, but I don't know. I would never wear it, but Until, it looks cool. I feel like I want to wait. Wait, was that like a live demo? Or is that like actual proven? Oh, it works. Works? it works. Basically what happens is you put on these goggles on a headband. And then it's kind of the like goggles are see-through, but they project full holograms within the goggle, like using some sort of proton bouncing light thing. And basically, your world's interactive. It has like a, the equivalent of Kinect motion tracking on the top to watch your hands, and it has eye tracking to watch where you're looking. And it tracks everything in the room in real time and can tell objects roughly. So like if you use Minecraft in it, for example, um, it will know for Minecraft, oh, there's a table, there's a floor. Those are separate 
heights and separate things so we can't like have a block like connect the two they have to be separate tiers like it can scan your room and figure that stuff out or figure out where your couch is and that sort of thing and, it, and then it, it uses head tracking to kind of pin where everything is so it's not going to follow you as you move your head it will be you turn left and the thing that was on your right is now out of your line of sight until you turn right again yeah it's it's legit like it works but at least based on the impressions i read and it's out of the future and it looks crazy and it's gonna be the 4ds <laughs> no but um no i think there could be a 4ds or something i just think that um the 3ds the current handheld might be on its last legs the current like you know much like ds went to 3ds and dsi was supposedly gonna last a few years and then what 20 months later we had the 3ds i think it's gonna be the exact same thing that's my that's my gut feeling uh i mean all my all the negativity aside i'm buying one i'm getting one at launch day i'm getting new black because i'm a sucker for nintendo hardware and i have to have all of it i mean i have to admit it's a dsi you didn't get a 2ds i did not because you're right that's the first Nintendo hardware i haven't purchased in a very long time i guess you're not that much of a sucker after all I'm enough of one to upgrade because even if we're not getting the small one and even if we're not getting face plates, we're getting a lot of cool stuff with the 3S. I mean, the face tracking for 3D supposedly works really well. Uh, the extra buttons, Z buttons and C stick are good, I mean, it seems I feel like, like for the some C-stick games. Is like the only thing that I feel. Extra processing power is really I mean, nice. I've never had a problem losing the 3D effect. That's like, oh. Oh, I have. I've had to contort myself in funny angles to, to not have it break on me when playing games while lying on the couch. That's my fault. Yep, and 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 it's it, for us we play stationary for the most part. But like if I'm on a plane and there's turbulence, it'll break. If I'm on a bus or a train when traveling, it'll break. Even then, like when I'm on a bus or something, like it, I don't. You just have to have a really firm grasp. I don't. Know, it's never felt like a problem. Well, it's a solution that is to a problem that may not exist, but it's a good solution. Apparently, yeah. it works really well. And also, the processing power is a big one. It's like game, it's like upgrading your iPhone. No, yeah, it's just I, everything loads a lot faster. No, yeah, no. Some games have better textures. Yes, yeah, like, like Monster Hunter. And and so they're launching with new red and new black on the 13th. Um, they're also, for this is a first for Nintendo, they may not have faceplates, but they're doing day one special editions for two of the launch games, which would be a gold uh, Majora's Mask edition, which of course is sold out instantly, and a silver Monster Hunter 4 edition, which is what Elvis is getting. Yep. So as is... Yes, yes, because as is the norm now for Nintendo products, it's impossible to find anything that's special in any way, shape, or form. Two days later, because I remember um, for Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter was within the week. Yeah, I remember yeah. the day before sold out. Um, I was sending me to pre-order for him. That's because I told him to go pre-order, <laughs> and then I was gonna pre-order in the store. But he's like, oh, I'll just go tomorrow." I was like, "No, I'll just go now." So I went there and I pre-ordered it, and it was gone the next day. Yeah, and it was gone yeah. the next day. Yeah, and well, that if you think that's crazy, the Majora's Mask one sold out at GameStop in fifteen minutes. But apparently, you could still. Initially, they managed yeah, to get right. Nintendo to give more inventory. But then you have problems like Best Buy, who somehow oversold it, and they had to cancel orders. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, they're still yeah. doing... They, yeah, well, Best Buy was smart. Nintendo finally did something right with their supply issues. They actually had the stores limited one per person. So in the case of Best Buy, they started canceling multiple orders. And then they went, oh, no, we still don't have enough, and started just canceling normal orders, too. So people still, as we record this, are getting cancellation emails. Yeah, I don't know how, how bad this is going to get. Card. Yeah, because that's a pretty bad screw up on their part um so um hopefully nintendo implements a similar um one per person thing with amiibo purchasing down the road because that's as always complete chaos yeah at least on amazon and a little online stores yeah i mean you can never you're never going to prevent people from having multiple accounts but it'll definitely help right right and i mean i should clarify like yes i just complained for a good chunk of time as did you to a lesser extent about the new 3ds xl only being an XL and what's missing and what Nintendo's doing wrong yeah 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 but at the end of the day the hardware looks cool it's gonna be a nice upgrade I'm looking forward to it a lot I just think they made many a wrong turn 
on the way to getting it to us. So that's that. But let's talk. Let's talk games. Enough with the hardware. The Nintendo Direct was mostly about games. So of course you need stuff to play on the new 3DS. Um, and they're rolling stuff out from February 13th onward. I'll cover that. I kind of rambled through them before, but the big one, the biggest one probably, is Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, which Nintendo even in the direct barely dis discussed what actually is new in it. Because yes, it's a remake, but the developers at uh, Grezzo, who also actually did the Ocarina of Time 3D port, same people, are. I feel like they're making a bigger effort this time around with updating things. Like Ocarina, they fixed the water temple. They added like the 3D aiming. Like, you know, first-person gyro aiming. What and that was it. The water temple. What, didn't they change? I thought they adjusted it. No, it's still the same. I mean, oh. if anything... Um, I remember reading they were going to adjust it. Did they not adjust it? I, I'll be honest, I never got that far in the remake. Did um, they not adjust it? The only problem I remember having, like, originally... Because I remember, not, like... If you didn't pay attention to your map, you would easily get lost. Right. Oh, right, the map. So, right so a there. lot of people, yeah. So yeah. I think, like, it just having the map there helped. And I'm pretty sure... um. They color coded the areas, so like they right. have like red lines or blue lines or yellow lines. You have like to you have to figure out where yeah. you are a little easier. That but makes sense. From, from what I can tell, it's a little bit the same thing. Oh well, then I well then they're definitely doing more for Majora than they did for Ocarina of the Damage just the gameplay. Because uh, well, first of all, Majora. From what I remember, right? right correct right. me if I'm wrong. Yes, leave a comment at randomtown.com under episode 89 to tell us we're wrong if we're wrong. You're always welcome to tell us we're wrong, except when we're right. Then that's just rude of you to lie to us like that. Uh, but no, the Bajora's Mask stuff that they're doing, there's actually some, I like some of the changes they're making. I mean, granted, I've only played the game for about 30 minutes in total on N64, but I watched my friend play a lot of it, and a lot of stuff they're addressing seems to be things I remember him kind of being like, this is annoying, or why this, or why that? So it's kind of nice that they're tackling those. Um, the big ones right off the bat, 3DS enhancements. Um, obviously, it's in 3D now. Obviously, the graphics are better, but for new 3DS, they're going to let you move the camera a full 360 degree degrees for the first time using the C-Stick and um, if you're on an older 3DS the Circle Pad Pro will work as well because the C-Stick is just that but inside the casing and uh, the other thing they're doing is on the bottom screen they're kind of mimicking Ocarina of Time on the map and everything but also have quick access to a camera Pictobox camera a la Wind Waker HD so that's a little thing that they just threw in there um, in terms of gameplay the Bomber's Notebook which for those who haven't played Majora's Mask it has a lot more human interaction or not human but other npc interaction in most games you have to track people over the three days you have time travel do certain things at certain time with certain people and in the new majora's mask the bomb remake the bomb uh, bomber's notebook is kind of where you kept a log of this and they flushed it out big time it'll show your current quests it'll show rumors you've heard which are kind of like assignments of what you need to do and it will show your completed quests and it will um give you updates with new rumors that are being added just to this game from the bombers gang who are basically the pe basically their goal will be hey you don't know what to do in the game well look at this rumor and it'll point you in the right direction so they're gonna have those be a little clearer for people who may not know what's going on in the game so it's a way of making the game easier without actually dumbing it down which is a common complaint people have with nintendo so that's nice in theory at least uh also a new thing they're doing is you can have character specific alarms this one i remember my friend being so mad when we used to play or when he used to play and like he'd forget he has to do something and then have to go back in time and then go forward again and just like he it's a lot of back and forth because he forgets to be a character or go to a thing at a certain time bomber's notebook now has character specific alarms so it will remind you by the way you need to be over there talking to the happy mask salesman or whatever because he this you know you need to do this thing now and they t they told you in the rumors but you weren't listening you you missed it and i have to rewind and start again so well, so it's, it's a big yeah it's a big adjustment um the idea behind that being I would assume being uh, they need to make it more uh, streamlined. streamlined because it's a mobile game. 
Like, you can't have people being like, crap, i got to spend another 30 minutes going back in time, repeating the same steps to get to where I was, because you might not have 30 minutes. Your train might arrive in 10. So, that's probably the logic. The other stuff they're doing for more uh, mobile-friendly adjustments is the Song of Double Time, which used to jump you back and forth through time in 12-hour chunks. Now, any hour of any day. So you don't have to, like, sit and wait for time to go by. You can just go right where you need to go at whatever time you need to do it. Which, actually, if you think about it, kind of makes the Bomber's Notebook alarms seem unnecessary, because if you miss it, you could just rewind time briefly. But it's nice to have both, I guess. They're also streamlining savings, so um, they used to have temporary saves and permanent saves. Now it's just one save system, which I don't know why they'd even have two. And they also are tweaking bosses, adding fishing holes, doing other gameplay tweaks. Long story short, this looks to be more of a legitimate update to the game than Ocarina was, at least to me. And I'm excited, because I've never gotten to play it, so this will be my first time. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But, I mean, you have it pre-ordered, too. Did, did, I don't remember, did you ever play or watch anyone play uh, the original Majora? I've, I've said it here before. Um, I Someone let me borrow the game. I had it for four, five, six, like six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they left their game file, their completed game file, in there. And I was like, you know what, I'm kind of curious what the final boss looks like for... Oh, right, you spoiled it for yourself. Yeah, so I just fought the entire final boss sequence and just never... It. Well, now you get to go play the other 98% of the game. Yeah, it's like one of those movies that starts at the end, and I have to... <laughs> and I have to learn how you got to that point. Yeah. yeah. That could be kind of an interesting way of playing a video game, start at the end and work your way up to it to see like what it took, what happened that got you there. Yeah, because it, it kind of made me... cool idea. I wonder on games that actually do It kind of made me curious. It's like, wait, why does my shield have a face on it? Why is my sword all golden, like, crystally? Like, like it, it kind of left a lot of questions... Like Did you just say spoiler? I don't know if you just said spoilers. Did I don't know enough about the game to know if you spoiled it. It was on the trailers. Okay. Like, if you paid attention, it was... Okay. What I just said was also on the trailers. <laughs> right, right. But now I can find out the mysteries to those. Yeah, and even then, like, if, if I spoiled anything, they could be like, wait, I mean, I don't know why that face is... I guess if I had to say, is that a spoiler, it's not really a spoiler. <laughs> if I don't understand what it means, and I've never played, then who's could be spoiled by it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, here's a game you certainly played more. Or you're certainly more into, and it's um, it's the other big launch title. There's two major and one minor game coming out 13th. The other one, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. So, yep. f- following in the footsteps of Pokemon uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Nintendo teamed up with Capcom to distribute special demo codes. So, for those of you who are part of Club Nintendo, while, while it still exists, um, check your email. You may have gotten a demo code, special early access demo code. They initially sent people that played Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate and registered it. And then they sent out a second wave to just active Club Nintendo members. But either way, it's a pretty lengthy demo from my understanding. It has online and local multiplayer. There's 14 different weapons to choose, including the three new ones. Um, there's a lot in it. So instead of just talking about what's new in the game, it makes more sense to me if we talk about the demo, because you've played it. So I've yet to play it, but you're a Monster Hunter fanatic, so here's your preference. Yeah, I guess I only have to realize that when you play the demo, you're really just playing like a demo of how the combat system works. Right. Like, because the game as a whole um, isn't just the hunting. Like, there's also, like, resource management is a huge part of it. It's, it's kind of RPG-ish. It, it's, a, it's a grind fest, so it's definitely not for everyone. You'll either love it or hate it. Or, or, yeah, or find it, like, really boring. Or be some weird in-between that I am where I'm just like, I can see the appeal, but no. <laughs> that doesn't sound like an in-between. No, no, like, in-between in terms of hate. I don't hate it. I can see why people like it. Well, dislike it, hate it, it yeah. same thing. Not gonna play it. Hate's a strong word. And you either play it, <laughs> yeah, I know, you I like it, or you it. don't play it. Yeah. So, as, so as an actual like Monster Hunter fanatic, how does four compare? Um, like how the new weapons, I mean, how's it, the new? It's as much of an update as you get from like 
Smash Brothers Brawl to Smash Brothers mm -hmm. Wii U. It's like if you were good in one, you're good in the other. Even all the controls are roughly the same. They just maybe added like a few more extra attacks per like weapon. So yeah. like there's a few new things with like the the dual sword that I have to like still figure out. But then they also have like those brand new weapons. So it's like oh, if you want a completely different experience from scratch that you haven't had before, then you have those. And then those are fun. I got to mess with the I guess it's the staff. It's a staff that has a mechanical insect that you could shoot and I guess receive different kinds of power-ups. I don't know, still, still haven't really figured out exactly how to use it well. Right, right. But, I don't know, it's interesting. I kind of like it when you try to figure it out. I don't know, most of the designs are still really cool. The music, at least on this area, wasn't as, like, instantly catchy and memorable as um, the that other first starter music that was in the mm -hmm. other demo but mm -hmm. I don't know it's really cool especially the graphics like it's still one of those 3DS games that makes me go like whoa I can't believe it looks this good on the handhold what's crazy is it's got to look even better on new 3DS because at least based on reports I've seen I don't think Capcom's outright set but someone did like side by side screenshots and on new 3DS the textures are even higher res well, so like there's a noticeable difference like if it looks good now just imagine on new 3DS yeah there's just more Textures like will yeah. normally be like kind of greenly and flat, and not have like wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, the textures aren't as blurred, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, overall, like I'm still really excited for it. I just want um, since this was my first Monster Hunter since, because I played it on the Wii U, I always played it on on the 3DS. Sure, yeah. And so I've I've been used to having like a second analog stick for the camera, and um, this time I have to use a touchscreen, and honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It, it's actually not that big a deal at all. It's kind of like Ocarina of Time. I feel like yeah. I didn't really need the camera control as much because every if I want to look like, to my left or right, I instantly I'm kind of used. I'm that person that always um locks on mm -hmm. or has the camera like look right behind you right every time you turn. So the mm -hmm. camera's always facing behind me. I mean, always facing in front of me. Wait, it's always facing. The camera's always facing the way it needs to face. Yeah, the camera's <laughs> always where it needs to be. And even then, um, when you're fighting a monster. You could just tap them on the touchscreen, and then it'll automatically go to where the monster is, so you don't really have to right, do that much. Right. So unless you're using like a a shooting kind of weapon, where you actually have to aim with the touchscreen, mm -hmm. I guess I could see where there could be a problem because um, going diagonally is kind of weird. I haven't really. Well, on the new 3DS that you're not buying because you just bought an XL, yeah. uh, C stick can do full 360 yeah. degree camera motion, which I imagine is a little smoother than trying to move a, a virtual one. Yeah, on so screen. like using the blades is fine, but like using that staff because you kind of have to aim the bar. Right, right. Like, I don't know, I could see myself potentially looking into getting a circle pad pro, but I'm just. I don't think it. those work with the XL. Is there an XL? The, oh, the, there is an XL. There is an XL pro. Yeah, that is one nice thing if you but don't like, get the so I'm like 3DS. debating it, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I'm going to try that anyway. 20 what? bucks? I don't know. But the, the nice thing is, even if you don't get a new 3DS, that is an option. Because every game that supports C-Stick on, on new 3DS will support the circle pad. Because they're the same input as far as the game's concerned. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'll be able to use it with other games that I already have, like Manable. Right. Even though I already beat them. So Kid Icarus. Smash Bros. I could see it being useful for Oh, wait, no, it doesn't work with Smash Bros. That's the exception to the rule. For yeah, some reason, Smash Bros. doesn't work with the circle pad, bro. Yeah, which is it. funny, but... Yeah, you don't really need it for Smash. Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, so so it sounds like Monster Hunter Four at least. I still have to play it myself, but it sounds like it's a lot of. If you like the franchise, you're gonna like this. If you don't like the franchise, it won't change your mind. Yeah, necessarily. it's like more of the same, but more as in like you get more weapons, you get more monsters, right. more you get more, and I mean you get Mario and Luigi outfits, yeah, and, and like, Samus outfits, and I guess like every entry they're trying to introduce like a new mechanic mm -hmm. and I think the mechanic in the last game was swimming 
that was like a huge part of it right like a lot of areas had like a lot of water right and this one it's more um maneuverability like now you could some weapons that you jump you could um mount them beat the monsters and like attack them now oh, that's kind of cool you could like climb walls and jump off the wall that you i could, like, that i know yeah you could do like run like whenever you jump off a cliff you could like land on them i don't know it's there's more maneuverability it's kind of cool oh, and the yeah. terrain like gets destroyed now in some instances oh so. it's destructible yeah so there's like so there, there's more to watch out for it's i don't know i can't wait you know what's funny now that we're talking about this and you mentioned the climbing it just occurred to me i played monster hunter 4 ultimate demo last september <laughs> i played it at gamestop expo you did yeah, I totally forgot I did. So I have kind of played it, and it is more of the same. Now, the thing about this demo that for those who are curious about it and never played it and haven't decided like I have that it's not your genre, Capcom made a point in the direct, and it's probably, I mean, tell me if this is the case, that they really fleshed out the tutorial when you start the demo. They, they kept saying, or not necessarily fleshed out, but they kept saying in the direct, oh, we made it so people have never played can like understand the mechanics and jump in. Yeah. Is there like a better demo? Because uh, with, or not demo, uh, but mechan- uh, tutorial? Because when you did... Um, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, the tutorial was, like, not there. <laughs> like, it just kind of threw you in. Well, I mean, there wasn't one. And this one oh, is, so it literally was not there. Um, and this one, it's more like, oh, are you experienced or are you a beginner? And then you just put, oh, you're experienced. Oh, and it tells you. And then when you pick a weapon, it's like, oh, have you used this weapon before? Do you want a tutorial? And the tutorial is all text. Right. So well, That's still good. But, I mean, it's still there, so that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. Like, that's actually included that. It was kind of yeah. helpful, like, learning the staff, because I obviously have never used it before, because mm-hmm. it's new. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, that could be useful. Yeah, and that's one of the things that, like, kind of turned me off with 3, at least, is that I was, you were just kind of thrown in, like, I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm hacking at this monster for, like, 20 minutes. Am I doing this right? Yeah, I feel so. like to, I mean, I didn't appreciate the, I mean, I had to play it twice to get it. Like, I, right. I just, I could even say I kind of disliked it the first time I ever played it on the Wii. Because I got sure. it, I got it for the con- Classic Controller Pro. Uh-huh. Cause there was like oh, two, yeah, the bundle. Yeah, because it was 10 bucks at Best Buy when we were in Santa Barbara. And I was right, like, oh, right. this is awesome. And then I like, oh, I guess I'll try out this game. And that I was a uh, try, right? Monster Hunter. Yeah, and I was just like attacking like crazy. And, like, uh, I just feel sluggish. And I don't know, I just didn't like it. Yeah. But then we needed games on the Wii U and played it. And uh, that's time I tried to do the campaign. Because the campaign does a really good job of like really easing you in. It might be yeah. too slow in the beginning, but... They do little baby steps, and I think what I love most about it, what really hooked me, mm-hmm. was how um, you pretty much start with like no armor, you start with like a really cheap weapon, and then start like, all right, your first mission is to kill um, this specific little harmless creature and like grab its like some sack inside its body that you can use to make something. Interesting yeah. word choices. Okay, you grab the creature's sack. All right, moving along. <laughs> I forgot, it's, a, it's a something sack, but whatever. Um, that's that's not Capcom, the point. not you, I know. So whatever. So <laughs> when you when you're going after someone this, would point it out to us if I didn't just say it myself. Yeah, I, you have to harvest the creature's part, and um, when you while while you're doing that, I guess you get attacked by this um really giant, like pretty much the monster in the cover of the game, the super giant yeah. guy, Chris. Yeah, this looks really cool, and then like pretty much there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you could try to fight it, but you'll die. But you end up having to run away. Mm-hmm. And there's like a lot of missions where you're like, oh, go and grab these eggs, but then you get attacked by the giant monster, you can't do anything again. Right. And then eventually, like, you kind of go back, and then you're like strong enough to fight, and then you kill it, and it just feels like really satisfying and cool. Right, right. You have to like, face, you know, I don't know. I, I like that. I like when you're like forced to face something you can't beat, and then you later. And come then you back. get the ability and you can show it who's boss. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Well, give you a goal. Uh, the nice thing is for the 3DS version, for the first time, it'll be online. Oh, yeah. In part because there is no Wii U version to be online, <laughs> so it has to be the 3DS one. But uh, yeah, I think 
It's gonna be interesting to see the split of who buys which, like who buys Zelda, who buys Monster Hunter, who buys both on launch day among new 3DS owners. Because yeah. like it kind of it factors back into what I was saying about like the um, this is probably an enthusiast system more than more than past DSs, and like I could see them almost being neck and neck in some cases. Yeah, because Majora's Mask was also kind of a polarizing sequel. A lot Majora's of Mask, were, yeah. Either, yeah. Either you either didn't really like it, care for it, or you loved it, because that was your favorite one. People only got into it once um, once it was like 10 years removed, and I was like, this is the best Zelda. And like, is it? Oh, yeah, nostalgia. It must be the best Zelda, because everyone else says so. Those yeah, tinted glasses. I, I feel like it was... It's its own beast. I think it was polarized. It's a, it a lot like Wind Waker, where when it came out, it was like, this is, a Zelda, this is not what a Zelda game is. It shouldn't be a cartoon. And then, like, a couple years later, they get to play it. reason why I like Wind Waker. I, I know, right? But, uh, but then a couple years later, people play it, ignore it. Like, they're over the issues they have. Then they just play it as a game. And they're like, well, it is a really good game. I think that's probably what's happening with Majora's Mask. Yeah. So I think this resurgence with 3... Because, like, when Wind Waker HD came out, no one went, oh, well, still looks like cartoon. This is dumb. Everyone's like, wow, look how good the cartooniness looks. And I imagine Majora will be like, wow, look how good all the crazy time travel and weird interactions you have to do are. In 3D, <laughs> like yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, I think it's it's funny how how that works, how fandom works. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to mention about Monster Hunter before we continue on with the lineup for the new 3DS? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that that's about it for um, no. as I said, that's about it for our impressions and stuff. So normally we do like a what what we're playing at the end, but there's so much to talk about uh, this direct that we're just gonna go ahead and skip that. So that's what we were playing, and that's what he was playing. Um, in terms of other games. On launch day, there is one more that's probably going to get a lot less attention, and that is Ace Combat Horizon Legacy Plus. I did enjoy in the direct when they slipped up with their script and Bill Trennan, instead of saying, you know, Ace Combat Returns, as this sequel says, Ace Combat Horizon Legacy Plus Returns. No, 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 (laughs) Bill, 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 buddy. It's Ace Combat Assault Horizon Returns. Legacy Plus. Maybe even Legacy's in there, but the Plus is the new version. So it, it, it's not coming back. It never existed in this form. I, I, it's super nerdy nitpick, but I just kind of chuckled when, I, when he said that. And it's not his fault. Well, actually. Well, actually. It, you see, it's the Plus Edition and, and another original. And that is what's weird about this game, honestly, is that in 2012, they released this exact same game. And now it's back in 2015 with a couple extra features, Amiibo support, which we talked about before. It's actually the first new 3DS game that will support Amiibo. You'll be able to scan in. Smash Brothers? Uh, well... Smash Bros. is going to have an update sometime in February that will add Amiibo support that lets you do exactly what you do on the Wii U. Import your characters, train them, export them to the um, back to the Amiibo. Mm, not surprised didn't but hear it, anything about um, the Smash Bros. update in the direct. Like yeah, there's nothing about Mewtwo yeah, whatsoever. Or well, about the stage well, editor, or about or, or about the tournament um, mode, or Miiverse stage. Yeah. I suspect they had nothing to share because it's just still in development. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Show it a second time? I'm, Actually, they would, but... <laughs> I mean, rumor is that they might show off Mewtwo at Apex, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, there's, Nintendo has a very big presence there this year, so yeah, I, I mean, would not be surprised. When is that? Is that now? Is that this weekend? If it is, then there might be something else already. There might be a Mewtwo trailer of some sort. Well, um, we'll talk about it next episode, I yeah, guess. But We'll find out later. Well, yeah, well, you'll, you'll know before we know. Well, we're in the past right now. <laughs> you'll know in the present. You're in our future. <laughs> But, uh... Oh, yeah, we're not dead. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, what are you doing? We're still alive. Um, we are, wait. But, yeah, the update for Smash is supposed to happen sometime in February. I think they're trying to get it as close to launch as possible, but they won't give a date. So, that's, so as of right now, Ace Combat Horizon Legacy Plus 
is the um, first game to support Amiibo. And what's interesting is Amiibo support right now is only on new 3DS, obviously, through the sensor on the touchscreen. But this summer in Japan, they'll be releasing the adapter for normal 3DS. No word on when that adapter's coming stateside. Knowing Nintendo, they'll just be like, no one wants it. We're not going to release it. Put it with the faceplates and the burning pile of plastic out front or whatever. But um, in addition to Amiibo support, Ace Combat's also going to have... Um, what they're saying are enhanced controls using the C stick and Z L and Z R buttons. I could see that they coming s- in handy for a flying game. Me too. And they've said in the direct that you'll get enhanced controls using those buttons. And they say in the press release that you'll get enhanced controls. And they say in the other press release from Namco Bandai themselves that you will get enhanced controls. But no one will say what those controls are. <laughs> what is being enhanced? What can you now do that you couldn't do before? Nobody is saying it. It's like they had one sentence and they're like, good enough. Give it to everyone. Maybe they literally just tweak response times for the buttons so they're technically enhanced. enhanced. This made everything a little quicker. Right, everything is just enhanced. They can't really find a word for it. Yeah, but what what can you do? Can you, like... I don't know what the buttons do. What does the C-stick do? Does it, like, move your gun turret? Do you even shoot a gun in Ace Combat? You do. It has combat in there. But yeah. I don't know what you... I, I don't know. Yeah. But, Wait, uh, isn't that Starscream the game? I just realized. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so. But, uh, yeah, because it's a jet-flying game. And the thing is, like, this game's the one that's going to get overshadowed at launch, definitely. It's cool that Namco Bandai actually is putting a game in at launch because they probably figure, well, if there's any time to release Ace Combat on Nintendo system, it's when people are buying every game for their new system. That's, you see that with every launch, where they have all these weird games that would never come out normally. Be like, oh yeah, well, Rayman Raving Rabbit. Sure, let's have a bunny, a collection of bunny of rabid bunny minigames and put it out with the Wii, and boom, look at this huge franchise we now have. Or like Excite Truck. You know, really? like stuff you would put... I haven't really heard much from Rabbids has a TV show now. That, that's like a long time ago. It's still on, though. There's merchandise ever. There's merchandise at Best Buy for it. They have little rabbits in um, they, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed outfits. I guess in the public, it just feels very quiet. In the Rabbit's front. Oh, yeah, they haven't released new games in a while. But I in, do see a lot in of... the Wii generation, it was the, one of the biggest things we've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually do kind of like um, the little Rabbit plush merchandise. Like, yeah. where they have them dressed up as, like... Um, What's his name from Watch... Aiden yeah, from, from Watch Dogs. Yeah, from Watch Dogs or from Assassin's Creed. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Kinda, it is. I, I would like... Um, the well, Mario guess, one? Well, I, I would buy a Mario one. Well, I don't like Mario. Like, maybe pick a generic character. Well, I guess it would be Mario, but... Like, a character that you could dress up as a different character that would make sense. I don't know if right. Mario would make sense. They should, you know what they should do? They should make a Rayman Rabbit where they, they just it, don't manufacture the arms. They just have the hands, a little wire, and the body. And then it's I mean, like, I feel like Sony like could do the same thing with Sackboy because I feel like that yeah. would fit perfectly since he already kind of does that. Yeah. But does Nintendo have a Sackboy? Mario. Oh, in terms of accessorizing? Yeah, because like, a, a pretty uh, much a Mario. blank character that... They could Kirby, just... ditto. Yeah, yeah, they have Kirby. Yeah. They have like, you already kind of did that. Perfect. There you, yeah. there you go. There you go. They should have more Kirby You listening, Nintendo? More Kirby, Kirby merchandise, please. They should have a Kirby aisle. Like... A Kirby aisle? <laughs> <laughs> Just, they're having enough trouble putting Amiibo on a single shelf, let alone an aisle's worth. <laughs> they should have Jack Specific make some Kirby stuff the same way they're making the world Nintendo toys. They're very hit or miss, but the stuff they do well, they kind of do The well. Pikmin plushes are pretty awesome. No, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the figures. Like, oh, they're, yeah. Like, okay. their Gander one kind of looks weird. Some of them look kind of like dorky and strange, but some of them look really good. The Diddy Kong looks really good. Yeah, I, I would argue their Diddy Kong has... Be- the face design is better than the Amiibo. Yeah. By a long shot. I hate the Diddy Amiibo. His eyes are too far apart. I kind of like the their Metroid. I'm definitely going to get that. They're, oh, yeah. yeah. It's huge, too. I don't know if I'm going to get their Samus since I already have a Figma Samus, but... Right. But the Metroid get, does look cool, though. But that one is Metroid Prime Samus, but she looks so... Bulky? Bulky and um stiff compared to the... Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm comparing, like, an $8 toy to, like, a $50 toy. Yeah, yeah, that, there's your problem right <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I mean, 
they're both about the same height. I can't help it. It's just impossible not to. Right, right. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, they're both toys of the same character. So. Yeah. Yeah. But remind me... What were um, talking about? I, I was about to say, remind me what we were talking about. Um, um, oh, right. Ace, Atter- Ace, uh, Ace Attorney. Wow, Ace Combat. <laughs> so in, in Ace oh, Attorney... Yeah, wait a minute. In Ace Attorney in no, Flight... We got no Ace Attorney info either about the great Ace Attorney. That well, that's Capcom's decision if they want to bring it stateside. We, we still didn't get any. That's true. We, you know, we didn't get a lot of stuff. You know what else we didn't get? We didn't get um, the next Mario Galaxy game, which may or may not even exist. I know. I'm getting well, I mean, I'm giving no. Yeah. About, well, like, that one would be. I imagine that would come out with E3. Rhythm Heaven's a little weird. We'll talk about that later. But I imagine um, Ace Attorney and that sort of thing is going to be E3. But but um we were talking about what ace Com- ace combat that's what we were talking about um, i was gonna say I I found it, for some reason. yeah because i was saying how like launch titles for a new system usually they put stuff that might not sell as well because i don't know like ace combat doesn't seem like a major thing on nintendo platforms to me it's cool it's that they're throwing cool. it's cool they're making it it's cool it's happening i'm not just in the game what i think Gobas might get it oh really yeah he mentioned he was interested in it oh well see there we go okay i was gonna say it's cool it's just to me i there's no but like monster everyone's like oh yeah monster hunter zelda obviously people are freaking out about majora's mask and then um ace ace combat it's just kind of like yep ace combat but uh but it is cool it's coming out day one and shortly around around the time of day one we're getting another um we're getting another game this time for the e-shop Titanfall. No, <laughs> Ironfall. Actually, you know, it's funny because there's like day one, there's all this stuff coming in stores with the new 3DS. And then on the eShop, there's almost like another mini launch thing happening where like Shantae's getting updated. Shantae and Pirate's Curse is going to have support for the C-Stick and the ZLZR buttons. Retro City Rampage is going to support the C-Stick, allowing you to do dual stick shooting now. Both of these are eShop games, I'll get free updates. And then this whole new eShop game, Ironfall Invasion, is happening and I feel like this game deserves a little more buzz than it's getting. It's made by three guys, three indie developers that formed a company called VD Dev, and they are single-handedly making a third-person action shooter that's basically Gears of War without actually being Gears of War. Yeah, like, there's nothing it, like this on Nintendo. Actually, it doesn't look bad. Like, no, it looks pretty cool. If I were getting a 3DS, I'd probably check it out. Yeah, I mean, it works on the normal 3DS, on all 3DSs. Just new 3DS um, has the C-Stick for aiming. Yeah, for, for a game like that, I would yeah. probably want... Yeah, I mean, actually, unless they use the gyro, I don't know. Well, then again, even then, like the other games that use gyro, like Resident Evil and Ocarina of Time, didn't really require you to be like all twitchy, right? And, and this is definitely crazy. Twitchy. And for that, it worked really, really well. But if you have to be moving on a lot, I don't know if I would want to which, use gyro. Which you do, because I mean, this game is straight up third person. Act- like if you played a third person action shooter, Gears of War, or otherwise, that's exactly what this is. You're taking cover. You're you know you're shooting people. You're reloading with an active reload system in the middle of battle. It's very, very Gears of War. But what's what's interesting about Ironfall to me is that besides the fact that it's the first of its kind on 3DS or even on Wii, there's nothing really like it for Nintendo platforms. Um, it's also going to be running at 60 frames per second the whole time. If you play in 2D, it'll drop down to 30 if you play in 3D. And uh, it's got full voice acting. It's going to have a single player mode. It's going to have online multiplayer for up to six people. It's going to have co-op. It's going to have local multiplayer. Oh it's like a full-fledged thing, but on a 3DS. Like, that's kind of cool. Dang. And then on top of that, they are doing... I mean, a lot of this sounds like pretty standard fare, but they are doing some kind of interesting stuff using the 3DS. Um, IGN was saying in their preview that I was uh, reading that the cutscenes are going to play out on both screens at the same time, which they've done before on 3DS, but each screen will be a different character's perspective of every cutscene. Cut so there's going to be two like first-person perspectives simultaneously during the cutscenes. You can pick how you want to watch it, at least for some cutscenes. Another thing is they're doing weird little 
um, flourishes. Like they're, at one point in the demo, a bomb goes off and blows up an elevator, and then the whole screen gets all wobbly. And then there's all these like blinking effects. Like the screen keeps going in and out, like dark and light and dark like and light. Like crying. Kind of, but or... but it's in the middle of like a running gun, crazy, intense action thing. So it's a little different than like because Metroid like it does that, but you can like kind of get your bearings oh, and keep Apex going. Apex is on January thirtieth. What is Apex? Oh, okay. So not yet. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So a long time to find that. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> but I saw you go get your phone. Oh, that's so hard. But, I don't know. Um. But yeah, what was I trying to say? Right. So they're doing some interesting stuff with this. It is a bit generic. All the enemies look identical. It is like the co-op mode, for example, is literally just shooting wave after wave <laughs> of enemies. I guess you could say like one of those games. I mean, art direction wise, you could say like at least you have one. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny because uh, IGN, when I was watching their preview of it, one of their guys made the comparison to The Conduit, where it's like, te- it's a technically sound game, there's just not, it's not necessarily fully inspired. Like, because The Conduit, everyone's like, oh my god, a first-person shooter exclusive to Wii U that uses motion controls well? Oh man, this is great, except the game itself is kind of whatever. Yeah. But the concept was great, and this feels like it could be the same thing. I'm cautiously optimistic it'll be good. It's cool that they're trying to latch on to the new 3DS and use the C-Stick for aiming, it's cool that it's made by three guys and looks this good. Like, that makes me kind of ignore a lot of the genericness of it. Assuming it reviews decently, assuming it's priced reasonably, because it is an eShop game, exclusive, in fact, um, I will definitely be picking it up. It's supposed to be out sometime in February. Oh. But but it's just, it's a, it's a there's a lot of assumptions that have, that have to fall into place for that to happen. You know, a lot of, like, if this, then this. But it is a cool idea, and it's, not, it's like nothing, you know, it's like nothing else on the platform. So it'll be a nice change of pace, nice boost to the library. Um, beyond that, though, I mean, would you you would you were saying you're only gonna get you wouldn't get it with a normal 3ds, but let's say you got a new 3ds or you got the Circle Pad Pro, which will support it. What are your thoughts? I probably would have gotten it. Well, you still can. It's in the future. It's not out yet. <laughs> no, that's it. If I would have, if uh, I would have, if I were to have a new 3ds, but, I mean, you may get the Circle Pad Pro, in which case, mm. only if you had the real new 3ds. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Even if the Circle Pad Pro, made, even if that's better than the Nub, because I've heard that the Nub is, it's good but not. It's not as true as an analog stick. Yeah. yeah, that is true. So I'm wondering how that would compare to a Circle Pad Pro. Right, you've actually better control that way, but um, but not as much processing power. Not as much. But I don't know if you need it for this one. It'll work on all standard 3ds and 2dss. Yeah, but will it look better? I mean, I, see, that's games? what they didn't say. That's something weird is none of these games, with the exception of Monster Hunter, are saying that. And even Monster Hunter isn't publicly saying Are we in that era where it's kind of like PC gaming where it's like, oh, we're playing the same game, but I have it scaled up all the way? Well, apparently time. for Monster Hunter, yes. But Zelda, I honestly thought they are going to announce 60 frames per second exclusive to new 3DS. They didn't say anything. I honestly would have expected Ironfall to say enhanced graphics on, 3D, on new 3DS. Nothing. Codename Steam is another one which we we're about to talk about. No indication you if it's going to be enhanced graphically. Smash Brothers, because I don't know if you've noticed. Smash but, Bros. Um, will load faster. I don't even notice, but if you go to training mode, essentially whenever you pause the game, the all the characters, I was about to say sprites, all the character renders get a little, look a little better right? than when you're actually playing. And you could see this perfectly well if you go to training mode uh-huh. and you set the speed to one-fourth speed, but you set it to one-fourth speed and then parentheses R hold. Uh-huh. Which essentially means that as long as you're holding R, that everything will move and play. But if you let go, time freezes. Right. And if you zoom into your character, whichever character you want, and you just like kind of like tap R and just like just kind of stay in place, but like let it move and freeze, move and freeze, mm-hmm. you'll see like Bowser look like oh he looks really cool. Like what? Oh, and then he looks all sharp. 
like his hair will go like from nice and curvy to like super polygonal or oh yeah or we fit trainers like yoga pants will have like a little tear it's not a tear but it's like i guess what a crease there. yeah they'll have like a crease or like stuff like that i don't know it's kind of interesting I what that's that's in the game code and i suspect the new 3ds will do the same thing yeah it's just interesting how like mario's hand true. goes from like completely like to like actually having fingers or they literally like swap that. out the assets that's interesting yeah like in real time which is pretty cool yeah actually doing that i never noticed that that's cool because i mean when you're playing you you honestly can't really tell but right when it's paused you're like whoa it looks that good but it doesn't look that good while you're playing right right they trick you they yeah. make you think it's like which kind of makes me go like wait am i being lied to in mario kart does it only look that good in the replays or no, it looks that good in real life are they staring at people that long in the replay like in normal play? oh that's true how would you even tell that yeah you, you can't I mean, I could see them, like, edit, jolt their head, yeah. but in the replay, it looks like they completely turn around and stare and looking at them for a long time. So it's like, Is Nintendo yeah. lying to us? We should have a, a deep expose into this, like, a, like I mean, one I of those, like, 60 minutes reports. I, I, I like my replays to completely match my... You want a replay, <laughs> not a uh, adapted <laughs> adapted yeah. screenplay or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. You know, one game that looks like it's not going to necessarily get a graphics boost on the new 3DS, though, is uh, it's just a horrible way of cycling into it. Conan Steam. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look bad. It's okay, right? It doesn't look bad. It's just like, it definitely looks like a handheld game. Um, so that's the first, that's the first, like, new 3DS enhanced um, 3DS game coming out after the system. Literally a month later, on Friday, March 13th. How weird is that, by the way, that there are two Friday 13ths back to back, month after month? February and March. Uh, it's not that common. It must be bad luck for someone who's standing under a ladder, a black cat walks by, and they drop a mirror. I mean, that was, that'd be a deadly combo. But, um, yes, so Codename Steam, March 13th is when it's coming out. Uh, it pretty much is what Nintendo's been telling us. You have a squad of four people. You go you go and do strategy stuff with your Steam as your energy. And what they're now saying is in addition to touchscreen camera controls, you can, wait for it, surprise, surprise, also control the camera with the C stick. Oh. Nintendo's so innovative, so innovative. Every single game, it's control the camera. <laughs> but it's um, like gamepad, but just as inspired. It's like, oh, you get the yep. gamepad for a second TV, view. Play. TV play. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the C stick's mimicking the C stick on the GameCube, which is mimicking the C buttons on the N sixty four and C. And those buttons were originally designed as camera controls for Mario sixty four. That was their purpose. That is why they exist. So if you follow the lineage, it makes, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, but the bigger integration with new 3DS and camera controls for Codename Steam is that it's going to support Amiibo. And specifically, it's supporting Fire Emblem Amiibo because the game's being developed by Intelligent Systems. And as such, they decided to throw in an Easter egg or other franchise, Fire Emblem, and you get to control, as playable characters, Marth, Ike, Robin, and Lucina if you scan in their Smash Bros. Amiibos into the game. Which is actually kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It is pretty cool. And it look cool again because they're, they're not just in there as character skins. They are fully them. Stylized. They're stylized. They have their attacks. Like Ike has his ether. They have their weapons. Like everything is there. They are full characters. This is, we've talked about before, like, at least to me, Amiibo seems kind of like real world DLC. Like instead of buying a code, you buy like a physical thing that manifest, like a physical manifestation of your DLC. This is the embodiment of that. You're literally unlocking characters by paying extra to get a physical thing that then you, you scan into the game. One other nice thing, though, is they're kind of staying true to Fire Emblem. So in Fire Emblem, if at least Awakening changes, but in traditional Fire Emblem, by default, uh, you die, that's it, your character's gone. Or the character dies, that's it, they're gone forever. So in, in Codename Steam, how it works is you get to checkpoints, and in the checkpoint you can respawn your characters if you know two out of the four are dead. 
not the Fire Emblem crew, if they're dead, they are gone to you finish your match, and only if you rescan them do they then come back. So it's kind of a nod to Fire Emblem without totally changing the mechanics of Codename Steam. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of a nice touch, and they did, in coinciding with this, they did confirm that there'll be more Marth amiibos made later this year, which is the first time Nintendo has head-on addressed, and not even head-on, the first time they've acknowledged and addressed in some serious way that there are amiibo shortages and they're fixing them. I thought they've acknowledged it before, but just literally as Reggie was like, yep, it's a thing. Yeah. We know. We're looking into it. We're trying to make it, you know, just... It's the first time Nintendo's taken action, I guess. Not my problem. It. Exactly. <laughs> but... Uh, or like, not his personal problem. Yeah. Yeah, but it's his company's problem. But, uh, yeah, so we'll be getting more Marths later this year. I'll finally get my Marth and Codenace against Fire Emblem, which is kind of cool. You wanted Marth? I did. I, Marth was my main guy in, uh, or one of my mains in Brawl and Melee. I do want Marth. Oh. Yes, I looked hard for Marth. And by that, I mean, I went to, like, two stores once. And I was like, oh, I give up. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what to think of Codename Steam. You live life the way you play your games. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I go for, like, 20 minutes and then stop. Um, I don't know what to think about Codename Steam, though. The more I see it, the more I'm like, oh, this looks cool. But at the same time, I'm like, but does it look cool? <laughs> like, aspects of it, I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. And then other aspects, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't I'm know really why. on the fence. It doesn't make I any sense. And this is like... This is like nothing against like the game. I'm sure it's gonna be yeah, good. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. But for every time, the more I hear about it, the less excited I get. Yeah, I don't know. And the more like I'm all like, oh god, just stop talking about this game. Move on already. Like I don't care. I don't get. You know what I think it is? I think the gameplay is interesting. I think well, we, we kinda... I think they're trying too hard for a sort of elite beat agents western humor. That's kind of vibe. That's kind of what we talked about. It's like yes. we, I don't know the the style and direction just didn't really appeal to us that much yeah it's i know they're going for like comic booky i get that but it is and i understand there is like it is funny that's like abe lincoln summoning all these fictional characters to fight in london to stop aliens like in concept there's something there it's funny cause but like, it just doesn't connect and then i don't know like it's like all the characters they're pulling from like yeah like people love wizard of Oz, but like, yeah. i still find that movie so boring so, like, when I heard, like, Cowardly Lion... Not that boring. I, well, I personally find it boring. Well, you're personally wrong. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> I'm why do you think I said I find I, it boring? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's boring. You're getting offended now. <laughs> no. Anyway, so, like, I personally find it boring. So, when I heard that the Cowardly Lion is in, I'm like, oh, really? Like, and then when I right. heard it... And then, same thing with kind of, like, Tom Story and Tiger Lily. It's like, uh... I don't know. I, I never really is. cared for, like, any of their stories. Is it weird that the Fire Emblem characters got me interested? That was kind of like when I that was like the only because it looked cool in three D. I only think I wouldn't say I considered getting it because of them, but it kind of made me like it, it was intriguing. You know yeah. what's leaning me towards actually getting it because I'm sure it's going to review well. Intelligent Systems does not make bad games. No, I know. One that, of their worst yeah. reviews games is that's Big like, Mario that's Sticker that's Star, that's which like, I enjoy. That's like, no, yeah, I love that game. Yeah, but yeah. and that's one of their worst reviewed. But um, I think I think Nintendo knows they have a problem because they're doing the weirdest pre-order campaign with GameStop where uh, essentially in Europe okay in Europe if you pre-order Majora's Mask again awesome Majora's Mask silver pin in America you don't get that for pre-ordering Majora's Mask you get the Majora's Mask silver pin for pre-ordering Codename Steam a game that has nothing to do with Zelda so clearly Nintendo knows the buzz isn't there as much as it should be and now they're trying to hook their own fans into buying Codename Steam by offering them something for a game they know they love they'd almost make me Pre-order it. I'm gonna be honest. I'm now leaning towards pre-ordering it specifically for that reason. Hook, line, and sinker. They got me. They got me. They got me. It. No, I won't even return. I would keep it. I'm sure it's a good game. And there's, I mean, it comes out the week before Mario Party 10, which we talked about in a bit. But that's it for April. I mean, sorry for March. Those are the only two games that month that I'm getting. There is Fossil Fighters Frontier, which is like Pokemon with dinosaurs for kids, which I'm not getting. 
But, like, these two are the only games. So, sure, I'll get Conan Steam and get the pin. Why not? It's working. Nintendo Nintendo hacked into my brain and, and figured out what it takes. And all it takes is a little 20-cent silver Majora's Mask pin. That's it. But, yeah, I, I think that's going to make me buy it. I'm sure once I play it, I'm well, I'm not sure. But I'm hopeful once I play it, I'll be really into it. But at this stage, I'm very conflicted. Oh. Very conflicted. But while we're talking about um, Fire Emblem... Well, I mean, actually, before we before we get to that, so what would it take for you to buy it? Just good reviews? Because it sounds like even the pin isn't enough, and I'm guaranteed you're you're not the only Nintendo fan feeling that way. Because that the pin is supposed to be the hook. I, I would have to have nothing going on on the 3ds. <laughs> you have to have, you have to check your 3ds calendar and make sure your schedule is clear. Yeah, just like like oh, we well, Mon- got Monster Hunter. Yeah, like Monster Hunter is coming out, and then I still have like the bulk of um, Omega Ruby to play. So, Which, by the way, is why we still we promised impressions this episode. We're pushing him back because all this news and because he yeah. hasn't played it. No, I, I, <laughs> I can't. I, 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 played, I played a good amount already. Yes, yes. But we'll have but, that um, next episode. But either for way, real. It's like yeah, like there's that, and then like Smash Brothers never kind of really stops. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Like they just I can't yeah. really see a time to fit in another 3DS game. And oh yeah, and Majora's Mask. So yeah. So I want. I wonder if the pin will be enough for people to hook them. I mean, it seemed to work for me. It didn't work for you. So in other words, for those first listening, no, the rhythm haven't pinned. I know. Yeah. For those of you first that are listening to Random Town Podcast for the first time, you have now probably figured out Jason's the blind fanboy who will buy anything Nintendo puts out on store shelves, and Jose is the one that actually like knows how to manage money and not <laughs> and not buy everything as soon as it comes uh, out. I mean, I chose to get all Amiibo. I don't know. I'll yeah, actually, that's true. I take that back because I only bought like seven Amiibo. You're going to end up with 49 Amiibo. That's like $400. Anyway, I mentioned Fire Emblem. We should talk about this. They kicked off probably one of the biggest bits of buzz that came out of the Direct is they kicked off the show with an, with the other Intelligent Systems game of the Direct, which was a brand new Fire Emblem. You know what's funny? Like, I was really interested in the game until I found out it was Fire Emblem. Then I just like lost interest in the trailer. Yeah, well, the trailer was really epic in the beginning. It was like, what is this? It could be an action game, but then it's Fire Emblem, and if you don't like the strategy game of Fire Emblem... I don't know what it like is. It. Like, I actually want to play Awakening, because... Awakening's I, good. Awakening's I, really no, good. No, I know, like, I know it's yeah. good. I've heard good things about it, but I just like, can't get myself to play it. I don't know. It's just not your cup of tea. Much like Codename Steam might not be your cup of tea. Basically, you hate intelligent systems. That's... Unless it's Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess I don't like... Um... Do you like Advance Wars? I guess I never got into that either. Alright, you, you just don't like strategy games. Real-time strategy games? Is that what... That's... Uh, yes. I don't no, know. these aren't real-time. These are turn-based. I like... These are turn-based, so no, not real-time. I guess I don't really like turn-based strategy games, though. Cause they... yeah. I'm sure I've played... No, because I love Worms. That's, turn- that's not... But no, that's not... But that's more platformy. That's, that's not... Yeah. But there's still... I don't know. Uh, I can't really think of a game that's like that, but... I guess I don't like those too much. Well, for those of you out there who do like the new Fire Emblem, myself in- or do like Fire Emblem, myself included, uh, so there is this new one, and it's tentatively and awkwardly titled. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't even give it a codename. The latest in the Fire Emblem series. So I can't wait to go to Best Buy and pre-order the latest in the Fire Emblem series. <laughs> I don't know if it's filed under L for latest, or if they put the and then put the the at the beginning, or do they put the the at the beginning? at the end like I but anyway yeah it's um it's looks very very similar to Fire Emblem Awakening what happened to Fire Emblem Crash and then Nintendo yeah I think that's Nintendo's last Guardian I don't think that's ever coming out I think it's forever forever gonna be in development in the background somewhere or it got cancelled secretly they have an investor meeting next week this coming Wednesday the 28th we will be talking about next episode in that investor meeting they released a list of every game they have in development that's been announced if 
it's there, they're still making it. Or it's borderline vaporware like Last Guardian. If it's not there, it's canceled. There's your answer. That's the best answer I can give. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting this in the interim, which is basically Fire Emblem Awakening 2 in concept, not necessarily in plot. And we don't know much. I watched Turi Wadden's present tease that's got more significant decision-making moments where it will affect the game in a broader sense than just one battle, whatever that means. And they also confirmed that the character designer from Awakening, which did have really cool character art, is back for this new one as well. So that's cool. Um, but what's Yeah, the cutscenes were always great. Yeah. They um, do look really nice. Like some of that thing. But. Yeah, yeah. And, and even that intro was so good in the trailer where it was all the CG and it was doing the like slow motion camera zooming around the like full fighting. Yeah. And the, yeah. But um, they did in the rest of the trailer, they showed some actual gameplay. And uh, I wanted to touch on these, but I did notice a couple of things just watching that Fire Emblem fans would be like, oh, that's kind of neat. Number one, um, when you go into battle now from the stage into the like battle arena thing where they actually show the fight you're not being transported into generic battle area like you used to be. Like, yes, they're kind of themed. Like, if you're flying on, like, a grassy plane, you'd be like, oh, here's some grass that you're standing on. Oh, you're flying on top of a mountaintop. Well, here's some rocks. Now it's, like, it looks like it's literally right where you are. Like, it looks like they mapped multiple plane, multiple fighting areas to the map, so it's actually, like, specific to where you are. And what's also interesting is in the background at least, of at least one battle, you could see the other troop or the other people, allies and enemies. Like, they're completely static, flat images, but they're there. <laughs> so you're not like isolated in this weird little bubble of a battle area that's somewhere nearby, but you don't know where because there's no landmarks because it's vague. Uh, the other thing I noticed is they have feet. The characters have feet. In, in the awakening, battle, in the battle no, scene? just yeah, in in the cutscenes. Well, they always have feet in nope. the cutscenes. Yeah, nope. In the in the fully rendered. Scene not no, scene? I mean I mean the in-game cutscenes. Oh well, okay. In awakening, they did not have feet. In this one, they do. So congratulations, Nintendo, on relearning Human Anatomy 101 proud of you uh no but it, 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 it's fine like that's like the first thing when i saw a lot of those i'm like feet feet like that's the first thing that jumped out at me was the feet so uh so they have feet and they have new battle areas and it looks like it's gonna be good and it's supposed to be out no one knows when nintendo of australia accidentally said 2015 and they retracted it so who knows if it if that was them jumping the gun or if it's not happening at all but it's coming at some point and i'm gonna be honest as much as i like fire emblem i like advanced wars more and i kind of wish this was advanced wars we got a Fire Emblem. Why can't we get an Advance Wars? My suspicion is Fire Emblem Awakening was, su Awakening was such a big hit in the West for Nintendo. Remember the shortages they had with that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was such a surprise hit for Nintendo that now they want to, you know, step the franchise up a notch in their tier of franchises. But, but I like Advance Wars so much. I mean, I know Days of Ruin didn't sell as well as the older Advance Wars. That was the second DS one. In Japan, it didn't even get released. Oh. But, but, like, Maybe you go back to the lighthearted fair Advance Wars. Maybe that was so there will be a time when Advance Wars becomes popular enough that it will even have the Smash Brothers representative at the character. Huh. C.O. Andy. I'm putting in my bid now. C.O. Andy. Let's make Commanding Officer Andy with his wrenches be the character. He'll throw wrenches at people. That'll be all his move. Just a wrench for everything. It's not very creative. Uh, but I'm not Sakurai. <laughs> but uh so yeah so that's that's what's happening with fire emblem um the other pair of like rpg strategy games that popped up in this direct were from all they too had a pair so they had xenoblade chronicles 3d for the 3ds and they had xenoblade chronicles x for the wii u both in um the direct chronicles 3d xenoblade chronicles 3d will be coming out in early april it's gonna be the first new 3ds exclusive and for all we know the only 
who knows if the, if the 3ds does what i suspect where it's only gonna be out for like 18 months it might be the only but we're, it'll be the first mm-hmm. for sure tropical freeze yeah exactly wait what tropical freeze so if we have a donkey kong on the ds maybe we'll get the second donkey kong oh 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 actually you know that makes more sense than you think because uh you know the developers maybe you realize this when you said this the developers of Zelda chronicles 3d the guys porting it over are monster games Monster Games previously handled the porting duties of Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D for 3DS. So once they're done with this, they go right back to Donkey Kong. Although the difference is those are Wii games, not Wii U games. They'd have to downscale from HD. These, they just port over and kind of ruin the textures. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but uh, now two, two, okay, to their credit, first of all, Monster, Monster Games are geniuses because they make Excitebots and Excite Truck, which are great. And they make Excitebike World Rally for World Rally for uh, WiiWare, which is really good. But the, the Donkey Kong port was actually really well done. And this one, yes, the textures aren't as good, but it does look like a fully competent port. I mean, the whole game's going to be there. And they, uh, and really, that's, that's about it. The whole game's going to be there. They're not adding any story elements. They're not adding any uh, new scenarios. They you get the game. That game is long I know, it's 80 hours, yeah. But they, they are adding a model, a 3D model viewer to view the in-game characters and monsters, and a jukebox that will even uh, play uh, game music even when you close the lid on the system. Oh. Kind of Kid Icarus like style. Smash or Smash Brothers. Well, like Sakurai game. Yeah, like Sakurai does. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. But one thing that makes this abundantly clear at support is probably how the touchscreen is going to be used in Xenoblade for 3DS. Um, well, it's not. It's going to show character stats, it's going to show a little mini-map, and that is about it. Good luck touching anything, because it won't recognize your touch. It's zero touch control. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, because in older 3DS games, yeah, it'd be like, oh, well, the camera's there. But naturally, guess where the camera is? The C-Stick. It makes sense, because this game would, doesn't use any kind of, like, touching as part of the gameplay. Yeah. So your hands are always going to be on buttons anyway. Exactly. And having stats in RPGs and stuff like that is it's really, useful. It's always kind of yeah. useful. And I mean, and having... Especially a map. Yeah, and having the C-Stick as your camera makes total sense. And this, yeah. like, every game's been doing it, but it makes... 100% total sense in this case um, so that's that's pretty much rounding out what the new 3DS will be getting in terms of games to propel the new 3DS which again looking at them we talk, I said it's at the top we kind of went through them all I'll say it again it does sort of feel like this is a very core gamer enthusiast only Nintendo's not going very broad here they want the core of the core so to speak because so, they have some other 3DS games that we're going to talk about briefly and those are much more casual affair those are like super like anyone that can pick up a video game can play these and will probably like them but these games the one that, that really highlight what the new 3ds does are very fine-tuned into just a certain audience i will say uh, since talking xenoblade might as well mention i mean i said we we're gonna do it uh, chronicles x xenoblade chronicles x for wii u they said nothing about the game outside of the fact that it's coming in 2015 in north america that's now confirmed for now until they delay it uh Don't they have a trailer where they're just running the whole time yes that's what i was gonna say Man, the environments look gorgeous in that game. The characters, eh, whatever. But the environment, the kind characters look, yeah, the characters look like early like Xbox 360 models. But the environments look so good, so good, and the draw distance is insane. Like the Wii, the Wii game looked impressive for a non-HD game. This looks amazing for an HD game. Like good, good job, Microsoft. Uh, I don't know if I'll buy it. I, I don't know if I'll buy either of them personally, but it it looks really nice. So they did that right. Um. But I did mention... Well, I mean, you got... Okay. You did get Xenoblade for Wii. Uh-huh. I feel like we might have talked about this before, but are you getting Crockle... Are you getting X for Wii? Definitely getting X. It looks pretty uh, epic. Like, literally. I don't yeah. usually... Like, ep- I'm not using it, like, in the internet sense where I was just like, oh, that's epic. I mean, literally, the landscapes are, like, epically big. 
Like, it looks like an epic. Like, a Lord of the Rings has a video game. Like, it's crazy. Hmm. But, um, it just looks really good. And you can fly mechs. They showed the mech flying. They still haven't confirmed if online is happening or not. But I, su- I suspect it will be. But anyway, I did mention, but we should probably, I just realized we're, we're halfway through the direct, or we're halfway through our episode, and we're already an hour 15. This is a long one. Um, thanks for sticking with us. We have a lot more to discuss. Again, if there's anything particular I hear, you can jump to Ramtime.com's blog post for this episode. But if you wanted us here at all, we're going from the hardcore 3DS, new 3DS games, to the more casual, they work on all the 3DSs, and everyone will play them. Most notably, uh, Puzzles and Dragons is going to be coming to the U.S. in May. So you're excited for that game. Actually, I kind of am. Really? I'm not like super excited, but I'm totally picking it up. We talked about last episode that this Japanese puzzle RPG hybrid game was getting Super Mario Bros. Edition. And now here it comes to America with the Super Mario Bros. Edition and the previously released Puzzle and Dragon Z in one package together on one cartridge, which is actually kind of genius. Because it introduces the franchise... Like, would I have bought this if it was just Puzzles and Dragon Z? No, probably not. But Mario's in there. And being the Nintendo sucker that I am, I'm not buying it. And, uh... I still can't get over the, um, the puzzle game part. It's just a slide three, match yeah. three. I know, I, I can't... But I like match three. I, I don't want to say I can't stand them, but I just can't get into them either. They're just too... They're too rudimentary for your for your advanced mind. Yeah, I, 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 I'm above them. <laughs> you're, no, you're too good. You need at least match five. <laughs> oh, I, I think what what might have been is um I played a ton of. I know there was a game on the Zune. Yes, the Zune. I had a Zune, and there was a game. We don't judge here. I, I don't it. judge. The listeners are judging. <laughs> I don't judge. It was a way better deal at the time for the same price. You get like 250 gigs. And it came in that gorgeous shade of like. 1970 Oldsmobile Brown. <laughs> I, I got a red one. Okay, so you made it. You were you were smart. But it was like four gigs or 250 for the same price. And you got yeah, no, I mean screen. the Zune the was. Screen, I, I actually love having the next screen. Capabilities wise, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, enough about the Zune that you can't even buy anymore. Um, there was a game on it. It was pretty much a puzzle game. I forgot what it was called. Maybe Hexagon or something like that. But it was just that was on Xbox, I think. As well, well as well. well I think they had an Xbox sense. Live one. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, so I played that a ton, and I don't know, after that, like, I just couldn't get myself to play any other, like, matching games. That's, that's kind of why I also skipped on um, Henry Hathworth, even though it kind of looked interesting. Right. I don't know, I just, I just kind of looked like... Oh, the platformer puzzle, EA's yeah. platformer puzzle. Hybrid. Yeah, like, it looked yeah. really cool, and it kind of sounded like that, because the Wii characters, but... Yes, it did, they had the same gibberish. Um, yeah, but I don't know, after that, I just can never play, and, like, oh, even though... I was actually kind of interested in those other games. I think it's from the same developers that they had DS games where it was kind of set in medieval times, but it was like puzzles and... Puzzle Quest? I guess it was Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest. Yeah, but I don't know, for the same reason, it's like, I can't do it. I, I can't. You got ruined by the Zune. The Zune <laughs> broke you. It broke many people, but for you, a different reason. <laughs> but that, that's fine. Also, I think that kind of resembles Candy Crush. Yeah, well, Candy Crush... Okay, Match 3 existed before Candy Crush. No, I know. Bejeweled. But... <laughs> uh, puzzle be. Challenge, Pokemon Puzzle League, no, uh, Tetris yeah. Attack. Those are all the same game. I, all three I probably just said are all <laughs> one game, really, but one gameplay. But well, okay. I but in the case of puzzle challenge game. at least in the case of Puzzles and Dragons, though, like there's more to it. And they discuss this. Oh yeah, the that whole yeah. RPG element. Yeah, and they discussed that in the direct for the first time, and we didn't really talk about it when we talked about the game last time. But so we did mention previously that you can meet up with you know Mario enemies and allies, and they will 
join you know you'll interact with them and now what we now know is you can have them join your party and then you can choose different characters to have in your party as you go battle in puzzles and then those characters give you power-ups within the puzzle or something like I mean, that it sounds cool it sounds yeah. more progressive. like if i were to get one of these puzzle games it would definitely be that one yeah i mean and i think I it's just it feels just... like an it feels like a if you, i guess if you take away the rpg part yeah one of those endless games that you just play and you're gonna say an iphone game at first I heard you say yeah, I. Well, well, multiple games. Well, I mean, it is. Puzzles and Dragons got a star on mobile. Uh, and then they released Z for the 3DS in Japan. So, like, over a million copies in a month, which is nuts. Then Now they're doing Mario Edition. Now here in the West, they're leveraging, as I was kind of saying, they're leveraging Mario to introduce the franchise to Westerners. Because in Japan, it's sold over... It's gone through 32 million downloads. In the West, in the U.S. and, like, North America, it's about 6 million, which is still good, but not a phenomenon in the same way that Japan is. So it's really smart that they're bundling them, and it makes it worth your while because uh, I don't know if I would buy either of them separately for $40. But together, it's like, oh, it's a two-pack. Why not? 20 a pop? Sure. Although, now that I say it out loud, that still sounds like a lot. But mm. I wonder if this was Gung-Ho's plan all along. Gung-Ho is the developer of Puzzles and Dragons. Like, I wonder if they knew this would fall out like this, and then they combine them and use Mario to introduce their franchise. Because Gung-Ho is the one that approached Nintendo, not the other way around, about oh, doing Gung-Ho. a collaboration. Gung-Ho. Yeah, they just, like... They're super gung-ho about their franchise. So they went to Nintendo like, we're gung-ho. Do you want to be gung-ho about our gung-ho idea from gung-ho? And then Nintendo's like, sure, because we just send our franchises to anyone that gives us money now. So so that's how it came about. So I bet you that was kind of their plan all along. Um, another oddly similar puzzle game shown in the Direct, and literally back-to-back with Puzzles and Dragons, was um, Pokemon Shuffle, which has a much crazier pricing scheme than the two-pack of... Uh, puzzles and dragons in that it is nintendo's first true freemium game it's free to play it's match three it looks like candy crush and it's coming out next month on 3ds so the setup for pokemon shuffle is actually kind of similar to pokemon battle trozy for anyone who played that on 3ds we talked about that is also on the eShop. Did it use the same assets uh it does and yes it does and we talked about it or i should say shuffle is on the eShop exclusively as download battle trozy was and how it works is on the um, top screen is a Pokemon you need to defeat. So this is how it works in Trozy, this is how it works in Shuffle. Uh, to do so in Shuffle, you got to match three or more Pokemon uh, by dragging their like adorable disembodied heads around the screen. And then, you know, you plop them down, you can do combos. If Once you clear three heads, that might, clear, that might line up another set, and you can do chains and that sort of thing. But what's different um, in Shuffle is that you don't get unlimited moves. It works similarly about Trozy in the sense that types come into play. You can catch the Pokemon, add them to your collection, and you can choose which Pokemon to put on the battle, on the puzzle area, battlefield, whatever you want to call it. And then those Pokemon will do different amounts of damage to the opponent, depending on the type, you know, which types are compatible and which types hurt other types and that sort of thing. So that's kind of similar, but in terms of how you actually play it, you're now limited to the number of moves. So the, the tricky thing is you're not just limited to the number of moves, you're also limited to the number of matches. And when you max out those matches, well, that's it. You're done playing until X amount of time goes by. Unless, unless you want to pay real money. Then, much like every iOS game that has an app purchasing existence, you can pay to continue playing. You can also pay for items in-game. These include um, different things that act as power-ups. These include the ability to do mega evolutions, which would do a large board clear at once. All that you can unlock in the game or you can pay for so it's pay to it's free to play until you're done playing for a certain period, at which point it becomes pay to play, or wait 24 hours and then play again. Not a big fan of that setup, personally. Um, and the weird thing is Nintendo said, this is from the Pokemon website, virtually 
the entire game can be played without paying at all virtually so what part does require payment virtually is a very curious word choice so i i don't get like i understand nintendo's dabbling in this because they're trying to find new payment models and whatnot but honestly i kind of hope they just offer a way for you to just pay 10 bucks pay 15 bucks and just get the game as is so you think kind of like um steel diver the well sort well, yeah it was kind of pay to play but you could just pay a, a big amount and you just get it yeah yeah like steel diver or even like rusty where it's like yes i will unlock this and then i have it forever Rusty Real Deal Baseball, like, you get me, you get it. Forever. That's it, you have it forever. But, yeah, because it's, like, with uh, with this, it's like, oh, cool. I just spent $4 to play this for 20 more minutes. Now what? Well, 20 might be exaggeration. They haven't announced pricing. To their credit, they have not announced pricing. They have not announced time well, spans. It might be... Con- playing what? Freemium games? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be freemium. Let's pay our way out. I know, yeah. Just... I hate it. But, uh, and, and you know what's really interesting about this to me is this is the first time Nintendo's experimented with free-to-play with an actual franchise that matters. Steel Diver, yes, that's the existing IP, but who cared if it went free to play? Uh, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball was an entirely new property, so there's no, like, complaints there. But this is the first time that they've taken a big franchise, probably one of their biggest, Pokemon, and have made it into, like, a free-to-play setup. So I'm sure they're going to be cautious with it. I'm sure not, they're not going to go too crazy. But it's interesting that they're now upping their game, so to speak, and experimenting with such major properties. Especially because they have Battle Trozy, which is pay up front and pretty similar gameplay. So I'm curious to see where this goes. And I mean, like you said, they're reusing a lot of the assets. So this is a low risk invest. This is a low risk gamble for them. They're just like, oh, well, let's take Trozy and reshape it into this new game and see if people buy. I think this is also kind of like a a stop holder pleader kind of thing. Yeah, I'm positive. You know, this and that's actually a really good point. I think this and now that you mentioned it, this and Puzzles and Dragons are both for stockholders. They are both for investors, so Nintendo, this coming Wednesday at the investor meeting, can, say, can uh, say, you wanted us to go mobile. We use Pokemon. Yeah, or no, not even that, but and you wanted us to go mobile, well, check this out. Top mobile game in Japan, exclusively getting a version on our system after selling over a million copies already with a previous version. That's not enough for you, well, check this out. We're going free-to-play with our biggest franchises. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're spot on. I think that's exactly why they're doing it. Um, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's a very good point. Uh... Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'm going to try it. I can tell you right now, I'm going to download it. I'm going to play it. I just hope I don't have to pay every 45 minutes to keep playing it. Although it's a puzzle game, so maybe 45 minutes is enough. I don't know. They haven't announced any time. I'm sure will be done with it before it even expires. No, no, I'm not that bad. But they they, uh, they haven't announced times. They haven't announced price. They haven't really announced the launch date outside of... Uh, Instead of exists. Just, yeah, <laughs> exists. It's coming next month, and prepare to cough up money to them at a, on a regular basis. Uh, on the total other end... Of the Nintendo digital experimentation spectrum, if you will, is their very first cross-buy title. Took them long enough. Marvel, that's not the name of the game. That's just me saying it. Took them long enough. Although, a game called Took Them Long Enough could be could be interesting. You just sit and wait. That's the whole game. Just waiting. But no, uh, Marvel vs. Donkey Kong is, as previously announced, was going to be coming to Wii U. And now that exact same game, which is now fully titled Marvel vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars, is also going to be on 3DS. Buy one version, get the other. Buy the Tipping other version, get one. Exactly. That's literally how it works. Because uh, first, it's for those who played Minis on the Move on 3DS. It's not going to be that 3D cube thing anymore. We're back to 2D Lemming-ish style. Um, you know, you guide the Minis to the exit, you move obstacles, you clear paths, and they kind of march really along. Fun. Minis on the Move for 3DS? 
yeah. was. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it a lot too. So I'm kind of, I'm honestly a little disappointed that they went back to the traditional minis. But with that said, you can see why, because the whole point of Tipping Stars is the stuff you can do with the level editor now, which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Maze on the Move didn't have a level editor, right? I don't remember there being mm. one. Because it was all 3D, so how would that? You can do things like, there's like four different modes where you it manipulate levels in different ways, but you can't actually build your own, could you? No. I don't think so, right? So that might be, so that's probably why they went back to 2D in this I case. I don't want to say you could, but... Well, someone tell us if we're, if we're wrong in the comments, please. Um, but I'm pretty sure, I really like that Are game, I don't remember it. Okay, we'll do that. But... Well, I guess our defender's time. Yeah. And by, and by taking more time to silently reach for your 3DS. Uh, but anyway, while you looked that up, I'll explain the cool thing about tipping stars. So the level editor's back, and you're sharing levels as before, and you can rank levels. It's now also powered by Meverse, but you can, uh, you know, have favorites, top levels, downloads, that sort of thing. But what's new is as you play through these levels, you unlock stars. as You collect stars, as you always do in, mini, in the mini-games. Uh, but this time, you can take those stars and give them to level creators. You can tip a star. Get it? Tipping stars. You're tipping stars. Nintendo's so genius. But yeah, so you tip the stars to level <laughs> creators. They unlock more stuff to build better levels, like new uh, features, new items, new enhancements. And then they make better levels that you then play. So essentially what Nintendo's doing is they're creating a Mario vs. Donkey Kong economy within these games. And all the levels are cross-compatible in both the 3DS and Wii U version. You get both basically at once. They do have a level editor in Minis on the Move. So they have no excuse for why they went back to TV. You look at the bottom screen first. I don't know. Because I thought, I was looking at the menu options. Oh. But not, so so they have no excuse for why they had to go back to 2D. I guess. Yeah. No excuse. Yeah. No excuse at all. But either way. Um, well, I guess you can make the levels bigger and more complicated because they won't. Right. And I guess. much running power. True. And I guess that the whole point of the game is to, I'm having trouble putting this in. Wow. You are really there. struggling. I was. I was trying to reach too far. Okay. I get, yeah, I guess it, I guess you're right that it's more complicated. If the whole point of the game is to build a Mario vs. Donkey Kong star economy, you kind of need um, complications to be there, the ability to add them. But I just like that they're going cross-buy finally. It's still kind of janky. You're, you're, you buy one, you get a download code you then in your receipt that you then enter on the other version. It's not like an instant download across both. But it's a step in the right direction. I'm hoping Nintendo keeps it up. Right? Right? I'm not crazy. That's a good thing. Uh, oh, it seems reasonable. Okay. Uh, and it will be out March 5th, which is actually kind of soon. Only like five weeks from now. So, so that's happening. I think that sounds like it's not that far away. It's, well, originally, I'm, originally they were making it sound like it was coming out like, like, like not like month. when they announced it at, uh, when they first showed it in the past, they made it sound like it wasn't going to come out till like summer or something, but now it's going to be out in a month. So that's not too bad. Um, and while we're talking downloads and while we're talking Wii U downloads, we should probably mention that, and this is a nice transition into the Wii news from the, the Wii U news from the Nintendo Direct, um, Nintendo surprised everyone with an announcement that they are making downloadable Wii games available for Wii U. For cheap. So, those... Uh, right now, how it works is if you want to play a Wii game on the Wii U, have to put the disc in, have to open the Wii menu, have to then load the game. Nintendo's trying to streamline that. How it will work now is you get an icon on your home screen. When you download the game from the eShop, you press that, and it just jumps into the Wii menu version of the game. There's no Miiverse support, there's no home menu... But you, from your normal home menu, are now immediately in Mario Galaxy 2 or whatever. And it has all your save data that might be saved on your Wii fully hooked into it. And if it's a game that supports classic controller, this I didn't realize when they first set, like, it, I didn't notice this when they first did in the Direct by Reddit later. Um, 
And if it supports Classic Controller, it works with the GamePad Controller. So when you do off-TV play with a game that might have Classic support, it is full off-TV play. You don't need to have a Wiimote there necessarily if the game supported Classic Controller, which is a very nice touch. And a bit more than just the Wii menu. Uh, but perhaps coolest is that the pricing is as cheap as, as it is. So going forward, all Wii games are going to be nineteen ninety nine. But within these first three weeks, it's available for each week that the game's out, it's only going to be 10 bucks. That meant last week you could get the excellent, probably my favorite Wii game, Mario Galaxy 2, for 10 bucks. That means this week, currently, you can pick, pick up Punch-Out! Wii, another great game, for One 10 bucks. One of my bucks. favorite Wii games. Yeah. And then next week, on the 29th, you can get all of Metroid Prime Trilogy. That is three amazing games that. for 10 bucks, which is, that's a steal. I sound like I'm doing a marketing pitch, but it's just crazy that some of Nintendo's best games are like 10 bucks right now. And they're, you know, they're high-quality, lengthy games. These aren't, like, little, like, bite-sized things. Like, you're paying a dollar more than you would pay if you got, like, I don't know, some random eShop game that's three hours long, and you're getting, like, Mario Galaxy 2. Like, that's kind of crazy. And uh, a note, to me at least, across, is that across all these different regions, so you have Mario and Punch-Out. Those are coming out universally, Japan, Europe, America. But those are the only two that are coming out universally. In Europe and Japan, Sam Punishment's taking the place in Metroid Prime Trilogy. So that makes me kind of wonder, is Nintendo prepping for a new Punch-Out? Are they setting a ball in motion to get Punch-Out up and running again? I mean, think about it. There's Little Mac and Smash Bros, right? Little Mac was one of the first Amiibo released. He was out within a month of the Amiibo program beginning. Then on top of that, you have Sakurai making comments in the past that... They picked the Smash Bros. roster not just based on popular characters, but on characters who may have games that are currently in development. Then you have... So that would explain Little Mac possibly being in Smash, right? Then out of nowhere, you have Punch-Out! coming out worldwide for $10 to Wii U owners. Are they prepping for a Punch-Out! sequel on Wii U? Is this to get the ball rolling? Because this is very, very, very similar to how they treated Pit between Brawl and the release of Kid Icarus Uprising. I would bet you money right now actual money we could do this that there will be a punch out possibly as soon as e3 definitely by the end of next year a brand new punch out not that the wii motion plus is out i mean the wiimo plus yeah what yeah the wii. <laughs> what are you trying to say the wiimo with the yeah the wii motion plus um they're gonna make you use the you have to use two it's not gonna be physical it's gonna use a gamepad here's my theory well first you want to do the bet should we say between now and the end of 2016 we're gonna have a new punch out for wii u brand new now and the end of 2016 i'm, gi- I'm giving up time huge. but no because kid icarus took three years before it actually happened brawl came out in 2009 kid icarus came out no longer it took five years you have to give me uh i'm just a, saying a, that they'll a, announce a, a riskier it tango. fine they'll announce it this year they will announce a new punch out by the end of the year for five dollars nah. i mean nah. it seems too safe how's that safe well, I mean, it is safe because I gave you all the evidence of why it's going to happen. I should have bet you and then told you the evidence once you agreed to the bet. That's what I should have done. Yeah, you should have. But, but I'm pretty sure. And, you know, I, was thinking, I don't think it's going to use motion control. I think the Wii U is perfectly suited for Punch-Out. If you, let's say, the TV is behind the back, as Punch-Out normally is, and you get the tells from the body language, right? But the gamepad could be Lil Mac's point of view through his eyes, and you get extra, like an extra level of tells. From like if they rub their well, nose or if they, the or if they be on the TV. Well, more like you now have to, as you're boxing, you now have to be mindful of both. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Why does it not make sense? Well, because how does that not make sense? Because you could already see the whole opponent's body, like on. The yeah, TV. but they may have like an eye twitch or something that you're going. They've to... had eye twitches. In the well, then they'll make them less more subtle. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what I'm kind of saying. Like if there were like if they were able to do eye twitches on the Wii. Like, it should only be more obvious on an HDTV. That's true. And Little Mac is already off silhouette, like, kind of see-through whenever you're playing. Yeah. So, 
Fine. I thought it was a cool idea no, that well, we use well, both well, screens. Well, I mean, like, that, that sounds cool. Like, okay, now you have to, kind of like gamer, we have to kind of keep track of Yeah, that's what movies, I was thinking. That's but, what inspired me. But then it's like, wait, you kind of already... It, it doesn't seem... It would feel really forced. Like, there's like no point to doing that. Okay. Touche. I'm trying to... Well, Either way, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a punch announced this year. Because there's no way they're lining this all these ducks in a row for nothing. But fine, fine, fine. Don't like my punch idea. See if I care. Let's just talk about Splatoon. Which actually looks legitimately really cool and is not shoehorning gamepad uses in like my crazy punch out would be. Uh, I would say Splatoon is probably Nintendo's biggest game between now and E3. Hmm. In terms of like the way they're building it up. I mean, they have clear, they clearly have high hopes for it. They announced in the Direct is coming out in May, which as you recall is Mario Kart 8's time slot or release slot, so to speak, last year. So I'm guessing and it's a big online multiplayer game. I'm guessing they're positioning this to try and be their next Mario Kart or their next Smash Bros. There I have the Tumblr going with all the information. They're they're trying to build buzz. So in the case of Splatoon, what they showed in the direct is um, some more online stuff and some customization, and it looks really deep, like shockingly deep. Like I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, so when you this game definitely has the opposite of. Um, Operation Codename Steam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Codename Steam. I was gonna um, call it, I forgot what I was gonna call it, Operation something. Operation Steampunk. But, um, yeah, like, every time I see more about it, it's like... It looks so good. So, first of all, uh, what they showed is when you start the game, you're dumped into a lo- into a plaza that looks pretty much like Nintendo Retrofit, Nintendo Lands Plaza, or the Warawara Plaza, you know, the Wii U menu plaza, into, like, a Splatoon Plaza. So, you go into this plaza... You can see other players' custom characters. You can even view the, You can even press the character and view their stats layout and all their items and stuff, much like you could achievements in Nintendo Land. Like, this is clearly the same developers. Uh, but once you're there in that plaza, that's where you go online. That's where you visit the weapon shop, the accessory shop, the, hat, the headgear shop, the shoe shop. And all these things actually matter because the customization actually matters. When you play multiplayer, you earn money in-game. You use that, obviously, to buy stuff. And what you buy... First, there's items, of course. There's a primary item, secondary weapon. item... Yeah, sorry, weapon. Primary weapon, secondary weapon, special weapon. Primary is self-explanatory. Secondary seem to be more defensive or more like you set them and they do their own thing while yeah, you're so doing you something else. Yeah, you have a bomb, else. a shield. Yeah. Or like the ink shield stuff. even looks cool. It's like a gate of just dripping ink. Yeah, like, and, like a wall. Well, it's kind of like yeah. a sprinkler. Just create the wall. Right, right. And then they have the special weapon... Which is a more deadly, charge-upable, but less easy to use, you know, less, you have to charge it. So you can't just use it every time you want. Um, weapon that you can place somewhere or shoot somewhere. There's an example given where you can launch a bomb, like, clear across the map by pressing it on the gamepad. That was on a Splatoon's Tumblr. Uh, so there's stuff. So that's all customizable. On top of that, everything your character wears makes a difference. It affects their stats in every way. Whether it's the shoes, whether it's the shirt, whether it's the hat. Each of them will change the stats and on top of that each of them comes with what uh the tumblr for splatoon this was not in the direct but what the tumblr describes as a perk and the perks will affect gameplay as well and apparently the more you use specific gear the more options you have to choose which of each item's perk you want to enable they might have multiple perks eventually that you unlock but you can only have one at a given moment so it's like the sticker stuff from uh sticker star sort of right because didn't sticker stars do a similar thing with like the stickers you use have different attributes. Mm, what am I thinking of? No. Smash Bros? With the stickers on the bottom of the base? Brawl. Brawl. That's what I'm thinking of. Brawl. Brawl has so stickers. That yeah. That's what I was thinking like of. Like a speed and whatnot. Pretty much like the equipment. Yeah. Thing so this is like a hybrid of that. Standard equipment. Weapon customization. It's insane. 
how deep this yeah, goes. Yeah, they were saying like, like, oh, depending on what you pick, like how you look, like that might catch more attention to people. Like if you're like really bright or whatever. yeah, and they, yeah, and they were saying like different clothing not affects your fashion sense, but your play style. So you might you can choose to be really stat heavy, and you might look kind of wacky, or you can choose to look really slick, but then you might have to like adapt to that play style that the character now requires you to use. So it sounds incredibly deep. And it's also interesting that, like, they have the plaza, they have everything, and there's no integration with Miis whatsoever. It's all powered by Miiverse. All the characters come in through Miiverse. But nowhere is there, like, a little Mii icon showing you what they look like outside of Splatoon. It's its own weird little inkling world, and it's great. It, it looks like very, like, uh, Tokyo, like, Neo-Tokyo, sort of, like that plaza. It's very, has a very, uh, very distinct art style. The box art, too. They have paint splotches all over the box art with like even over like the wii u banner up top which is kind of a cool touch but yeah i'm, I'm super excited for the game it, it's looks super ambitious i think it could definitely become nintendo's next cart or smash like it has it looks like it will have that sort of online element it looks like it'll have that sort of multiplayer frenzy and it does come with a full-fledged single-player mode so there's a lot to it yeah i'm excited it's probably it's probably my most anticipated uh wii u game uh, that Nintendo showed in the direct. It's definitely the one that they show in the direct. It might be my most anticipated one at the moment. I mean, I know Zelda ultimately is happening, but that's a little further down the line. So, I think for like the short term, this is definitely the one. Uh, six weeks before that, though, Nintendo's now uh, Nintendo is releasing Mario Party 10, the Bowser edition. The Bowser edition. So yes, as shown at E3, it has Bowser mini games galore. Those for those who may not remember, that's four people. Like six. I don't, what? I don't know how many they'll have. But... Yeah, it's gonna be like five. <laughs> but for those who don't remember from E3, that means four people are playing on the TV. One person as Bowser is on the gamepad, ruining the lives of the other four in, in various main games. Pretty That's Bowser only mode. mode. I'm going to play. I'm not going to even touch the other characters. Right, because Why? you're a Bowser fanboy. Uh, so that's Bowser mode. There's also standard party mode, which isn't standard in any sense of the word. Because Nintendo, well, I'm sorry, putting them all in the car is not standard. It's stupid. It's standard now. <laughs> the previous game had I know. So now that's in two games, it's standard. I don't like it. I... Let me rephrase. It was fun to play. When we played Mario Party 9, when Nintendo came to your home, the home we're currently sitting in, with a giant man in a Mario suit and a man in a Luigi suit. And it was a normal-sized man in a giant Mario suit. <laughs> Thank you. No, it was a giant man. They got, they got like, Shaq to dress as Mario. No, but, uh, yeah, for, for those who weren't following the podcast at the time, just a little backstory. Um, we entered a Twitter contest with Nintendo for Mario Party 9. Winner received a, a, a Mario Party party essentially a party where mario and, Lu mario and luigi would show up to your mario party they came in a party bus they were fully costumed and they brought a wii and a copy of the game so we tweeted nintendo that we want to have a mario party party so we can party with mario at a mario party or some you know ridiculous tongue twister like that and won so jose hosted it we had them here and he got a free copy of the game and a wii so go us but that was cool, but I don't like the car thing. I get what the, they're, I get they're trying to mix it up, but it's much better when you're traveling separately, in my opinion. When you're all doing your own thing. I mean, I guess there are already enough Mario parties that you could easily get your fix between the other eight. Of them. Oh, ten if you count Advance and DS. Between the other, even <laughs> um, I think Mario Party Island Tour lets you move independently. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it has every map has its own like special rules, but right. It, None of them are like traditional fist grab start. They all have like, That's special true. conditions. Yes, because they do things crazy out at that island. Yeah, so there's like I don't know. I I feel like they didn't really have to. It'd be nice. I guess it'd be nice to have a fully HD normal Mario party. Mario party. Yeah. But 
I mean, what they what are. What can you do? Right, yeah. We could, we could still technically play them on the Wii and... I mean, on the Wii U. And if you have a Wii, then you have even more. That's true. That's true. I just wish we got normal Mario Party. But what we are getting, this is the thing they announced in the Direct, is actually kind of interesting. Uh, amiibo support. With Amiibo being a success, they're not just like doing like a half-hearted Amiibo thing. They are doing... This is like the second wave of their major Amiibo integration. And that means an entirely new line of figurines. So in the Direct, they announced that they will be releasing, on the same day as Mario Party 10, the Super Mario series. Five different Amiibo modeled after just generic Mario art. So you have Mario in the same pose as that pre-E3 2014 uh, prototype of Mario that they kept showing in their investor meetings. The Nintendo, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the super generic. Yes, Mario. and they have equally generic Yoshi, equally generic Peach, equally generic Luigi, uh, equally generic Bowser, and... Oh man, that Bowser... I, already I know. Ha- I already have. A, already a I know. It's, over they're there. like the stock images. No, that's and, it. I have a toy yeah. over there that's roughly amiibo size that has, has the exact same Bowser exact pose. Same. So it's like I already have that Bowser. He just can't go into your game. Yeah. And they also, for the first time, are adding Toad. This is the first time Toad has had amiibo. All the others have um, Smash Bros. amiibos yeah, already. Cool. And the cool thing about Toad is he will work with Captain Toad Treasure Tracker in that. Uh, Although, honestly, the way he works seems kind of gimmicky. So you scan him in, and it unlocks hidden 8 bit Toads. They will be releasing an update to the game in March, a DLC update. You download it, or not a DLC update, just a downloadable update. And then you scan in Toad, and now you have an extra challenge in every level where you have to find a hidden 8-bit Toad. That's it. There is no reason for the Amiibo to do that. Just give us the update and have it enabled. It's not, or don't do the update, or charge for well, the I mean, update. The game... I get why they're doing it. They're yeah. trying to push I mean, Amiibo. It's something they create after, I guess, it's like, why not? You don't yeah, really, but just you like really you don't, don't lose need, anything. Oh, I know that, but you don't need a, a toad to. A, you're literally scanning him once to unlock a thing, like like a feature in the game. That seems yeah. unnecessary. It's not like Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, where you're unlocking a power up that's temporary until you finish the level or whatever. Like this is like a permanent change. But regardless, uh, Mario Party 10, what they're doing with the amiibo that's a bit more interesting is uh, this um, new amiibo party mode, where those five characters I just listed, as well as four Smash Bros. ones, including Wario, Donkey Kong. Any Mushroom Kingdom person that has an amiibo, you scan them in, and they appear in, like, a weird... It's probably the most realistic, like, virtual board game Nintendo's done. Like, Mario Party's always been, like, a digital board game, but this is, like, literally a board game in a digital space. Like, your amiibo comes in, and it's a game piece that looks just like the real-life amiibo, and they're put in this board that's kind of modeled after the characters. Like, if it's the Luigi one, like, there's a poltergeist that you can use to affect other people. If it's the... It's like a Mario one. There's plumbing things. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they're like actual boards. They look very like mechanical and real world. Like you can see like the pulleys and everything. And you just kind of go around them like a standard board game, like Monopoly or something. Unclear if they have mini games. All they say currently is you scan your amiibo in, you try and collect coins, you're going around the board, you're avoiding obstacles, and you can equip your amiibo, amiibo with a custom um, badge or whatever they're calling them. And essentially, that's a power up that will be strategic for playing the, or so they claim, for playing the board game. So you can have them come in with a, a badge that gives them an item, that gives them an advantage or a disadvantage. Like, oh, maybe you double your roll every time. Or maybe if someone lands on the same space as you, you shoot them five spaces back. Like, these are the sort of things you equip to your amiibo, and that's what customizes the amiibo to make it yours. So it's definitely a different approach than how Smash Bros. did amiibo. Hmm. Very different approach. It, the, they're literally real-life representations of digital game pieces, or digital game pieces are digital representations of the real-life ones, but there there are one-to-one. Here is a figurine, there is a figurine. It's not like Smash Bros. where they represent a character or where they carry stats or anything. 
It's just a thing that you're basically pretending you're sticking a sticker on the bottom of and saying, now I can do this with it. It could be fun. It could be interesting. I just don't know why Nintendo isn't saying if there's minigames. Like, I'm not crazy, right? They did not indicate there are minigames in this. Mm, don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know why they're doing that, but apparently there might not be minigames. Um, the only other question I have about Mario Party 10 is how are they going to roll out the amiibo? Because what they've confirmed so far is um, those five characters I said. But then in the footage, they show a Donkey Kong amiibo that's not his Smash Bros. pose, but is like a new generic Donkey Kong pose. So does that mean if you scan the DK amiibo into Mario Party, that's the one you get? Are yeah. they making a wave two that will have Donkey Kong in the remaining no, that's, one? That's, that's definitely the case. Well, yeah, but I mean like... And I'm sure the same thing with that Rosalina that also has a different pose. True. But are they... Then, so are they going to release... Wave two, if wave one does well, sure, I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah, and then which I guess good for Elvis. Like that means they'll have a Wario and standard actual Wario. Wario. Pose. Yeah, yeah, standard. Because he's a traditional Wario fan. Yep. Not not this WarioWare nonsense, which actually is the best game ever. Anyway, uh, the other well, thing I mean, he likes WarioWare. I know, I know. Wario I know. Not, he doesn't like his uh, his denim jacket and purple shirt. Uh, the other interesting thing about Mario Party Ten is, I mean, I kind of touched on this, but this is really Nintendo staking like the future of Amiibo here. This is the proving ground again for Amiibo Beyond Smash Bros. in that not only is it getting its own toy line, Nintendo's also offering a limited run Mario 10 bundle that comes with the Mario Amiibo. And in typical Nintendo is crazy fashion, it's been reported that the Mario is only going to be available in this limited time only Mario plus Mario Party 10 bundle. If you want to buy the Mario Amiibo on its own, you cannot. Nope. And as soon as that was announced online, like as soon as Amazon said that in their description online, sold out. Yeah, Everywhere. That's not how it was like available for like a day or two. It was, yeah, and no one cared. And then it turned out that you can only get Mario this way and suddenly everyone went crazy. So my question is, when is this stupid Amiibo madness going to stop? What is Nintendo thinking? I mean, for them it's great. They're guaranteeing sales of the game that they probably couldn't have guaranteed prior. By saying you can only get the Amiibo this way, they just jumped the sales up like 500%. And Nintendo just has to use the word limited and all of a sudden... Yeah, it's it's insane. But it's just like, how long is this gonna go on for? Like, is this the is this the new normal? Like the full new? Like I've said, it is. But is this like the real <laughs> the new standard normal? released games? They're gonna be like it's a limited run of um, I don't know Fire Emblem. Yeah, Fire Emblem. yeah. I mean, that happened with Fire Emblem. It, they, it, they doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't come with anything. It's just the game. Yeah. No, no, no. They'll they'll find things to put with it. <laughs> It'll be like, hey, have you picked up the limited edition version of Splatoon? We printed a different description on the back. And we're only making one run of oh, it. It's going to be a different special cover. description it's edition. Gonna, it's going to be an alternate cover. Yeah, yeah that's probably. But they, they're getting, getting to the point where Nintendo's probably realizing how much extra money they can make by doing or limited this. slip cover. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, speaking of amiibo, uh, Nintendo did announce Wave Three of the Smash amiibo in the direct. So we're getting Robin and Lucina, oh. partly for codename Steam. Another list of Pac-Man. It's Germany. Oh right, the amiibo. Yeah, so we were talking about the madness, and in Germany right now, yeah, we're looking everything. at a photo of an entire aisle in a store. Not just a section of an aisle, a whole aisle completely stocked with every amiibo known to man. Except Zelda for some reason. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what are Germans against Zelda? I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, so they're, they're bringing over Robin, Lucina, Pac-Man, Wario, Ness, and Charizard as the next bit of, or the next round of amiibo for Wave 4. Meanwhile, Wave three's already popping up on shelves early. And, much like Wave 2, in weird phases that make no sense. It's a staggered launch, and no one knows why, and no one knows which. But hey, go towards the rest. You can get Bowser, Toon Link, and Sheik, potentially, right now. I gave them pre-order, though. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just telling them, not oh. you. But, yeah, I have uh, the ones I want, Toon Link and Mega Man pre-ordered. But, 
But there's, of course, the frenzy's kicking back up with Amiibo now because of this. So um, so keep an eye out, folks. They're, they're out there. And finally, at last... Even that... Toy um tweeted out, like, oh, we have them before anyone else. Or... Oh, did they? Yeah. So they consciously broke the street date, most likely. Because Best Buy, they updated my Toon Link to say it comes out February 1st. Like, two days ago. Oh, wow. And then yesterday, everyone's like, oh, Best... Toys R Us has it. So I wonder if that was a conscious decision. Or if Nintendo struck a deal. But uh, regardless, here we are... <laughs> It took us double the time, more than double the time, of the Nintendo Direct itself, but we have finally covered the Nintendo Direct. Mostly. <laughs> that was the American Nintendo Direct. Uh, I'd say it was a pretty, as you could tell based on how long we talked about it, it was a pretty packed episode, right? Like, that was a long Direct. Um, we got a good look at what Nintendo's plan between now and E3. Uh, you kind of have to wonder, though, what happened to Yoshi's Boy World and Mario Maker? Both of those games were supposed to come out in the first half of 2015. Mario Maker, I can totally understand them pushing to the fall because they can market it as Mario's 30th anniversary. They can do all sorts of campaigns around it that makes sense during the holidays. But Yoshi, unless it's coming out in June or August, I don't know why Yoshi, uh, or unless there's a major problem with the game, I'm not sure why they would wait. It seems like a game that'd be good for March or April, not like October. So, so maybe it'll be out in June, maybe it'll be out in August. We'll find out soon enough. Um, yeah, that'd be a shame if they strung us along. I see what you did there. Because he made a string. Oh well, we'll we are. But we'll see. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that game. Yes, now there is something. You mentioned this earlier. For whatever reason, I don't know why Nintendo does this. Here's the thing. Nintendo knows they have different directs. Nintendo knows we know what's announced in every direct in every region. Because during this direct, like during the actual direct, Bill Tran said, as you know, when we announced Xenoblade Chronicles 3D in Japan, and it's like, well, you never mentioned that to us in America, but he knows we know. Yet simultaneously, they are still announcing things only in Japan. Most notable to you. And weirdly, because you predicted this last episode for no rhyme or reason, and then it came true two days later... They're making a new Rhythm Heaven that's coming in 2015. Yep, and they ended up going the 3DS route instead of the Wii route. Which, yes, they did. Which, which makes, makes more sense. Yeah, we make represent for a lot yeah. of them. I mean, it looks like it's a compilation of sorts. 70 returning main games from the Game Boy Advance version through the Wii version, plus 30 all new. Which, With graphical enhancements which, which to Which is funny, because that's... It's 70, that's almost all of them. Because there aren't, aren't yeah. that many. <laughs> yeah. The it's like an anthology edition. <laughs> yeah, and, and I can't wait to see just... Oh, I don't know. Hopefully we get it first. I mean, I could see the... The second one and third one, they're already done. The yeah. translations are already done. The yeah. first one, I could see having a lot of problems because a lot of the mini games are like speech related. So that's oh a, right, and, that's why I never came over and, here. And that was a problem with um one of the yeah one of the mini games in Rhythm Heaven Wii. Like they had to completely change the mini game. There was a bird rapping one where it was just rapping to each other. Oh right, right. But instead, we got a mini game from the very first Rhythm Heaven where it's just like. A Mr. Game & Watch figure kind of guy just uh-huh. like moving back and forth between the ticker uh-huh, uh-huh. and yeah so hopefully that doesn't stop them from bringing it over let alone the yeah. new mini games which the ones they've shown so far one of them is an interview right. of sorts so my only fear about them um, not bringing it over is that the Wii one fever bombed well let me rephrase the DS one didn't do so well to begin with they put Beyonce in the commercial for the DS one and it did alright they made a Wii one, and it totally bombed. So I'm a little worried that they're now hesitant to release future ones, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you have the eShop. If you're not confident, it's gonna sell, if you're not confident that it'll sell on store shelves and just sit there, just put it on the eShop. Put it at budget price, make it an eShop download, and you will. there will be people that will buy it. 
just you know uh, localize it at the right budget and it can be done so I'm, I'm hopeful that will come over one game I'm pretty sure is going to come over they also announced in Japan is Style Savvy 3 uh, Style Savvy Trendsetters had a bit of a following here in the states so I could see 3 eventually making it and one other game they announced that I kind of was hoping I'm hoping will come over and may or may not is how Laboratory announced a new game they're makers of Kirby and they announced a new eShop game it's already out in Japan called I think it's Block Boy Block Boy maybe I don't know it's, it's they haven't announced it title obviously for us but basically it's a super minimalistic black and white puzzler your little block and it's a puzzle platform where when you go to like gaps or ledges or whatever you have to figure out how to get over them or past them but your block guy can multiply into multiple blocks and then you kind of lay down a path for yourself and make your way through the stage so it's a lot like figuring out oh do i put two blocks here and one block there or do i put a block down make an l shape put another block like it's it's a puzzle platformer but it's an eShop exclusive. It currently is in North America. I hope it comes over because the last time they did spin-off games, it was fun. Like how makes good, how does good original stuff. So hopefully, it makes its way over here. Hopefully, yes. And we're not done with game news yet. We have one more game that was separate from the direct. It just happened actually. Bandai Namco recently showed off the first gameplay of their arcade Pokemon Tekken mashup Pokemon tournament. They showed gameplay before. The first. Oh, that's true. The first new gameplay. First new details. Yeah, for updated gameplay. First it definitely looks different. Like it now. looks very. It looks like an actual game now. Yeah, like now like they're like a ring around them. Yeah. Like opposed to just looking like they're on a trail. So pretty much, it kind of confirms that it's more like Tekken in like the sense that you can move like left and right a lot. Except when it enters phase mode randomly and it goes 2D briefly for no rhyme or reason. Yeah, like there's an item that triggers it, but I don't know the backstory. Yeah, I don't know. It looks interesting, and it like does. The, and the selection just makes it wacky and cool. Like you get Pikachu versus Suicune. And and they have uh, like they also announced uh, go, yeah. The Pikachu, by the way, has a lot of sass. Oh, when yeah. He does that, <laughs> when he does that, that like, little, like... N- knowing Namco, and hopefully, like, I guess, like, Nintendo really is, like, letting them do whatever. Yeah. Like, they'll allow them to have, like, wacky costumes like they do in Tekken. Oh, they will. Like, I could picture... Cosplay that... Pikachu's already a thing, though. Yeah, that's right. They could give Pikachu, like, that wrestling outfit, or... But, but just, what's going on with Pikachu's expression when he, like, when he does a little over-the-shoulder, like, like mask thing? He, I, it's, it's so weird to see Pikachu look like that. Like, it's great. It's Because you never see him look like that angry badass Pikachu and then like the drawings it's weird it's like a combination it's like a mix between realistic and cartoony because yeah. they all have like fur textures yeah things. yeah especially it's, kinda, Suicune, it's very Tekken it looks all like the bear yeah, from Tekken especially Suicune like that one like and I was never really sure if it was fur or right. not right and now you know <laughs> I guess it's fur um, I will say or maybe they just jumped the gun and assumed it was right no they cleared it with Pokemon Company I'm sure <laughs> Uh, I will say the gameplay itself looks kind of interesting, not just because of the 3D thing you were saying, but there's more to it, and there's a way for them to insert more Pokemon as a result in that there's a support Pokemon system. So you don't just pick the guy you're fighting as. You pick, like, a support member, a support Pokemon or a system Pokemon. And what they do is they're just kind of at the sideline, and I don't know if you trigger it yourself or if it's triggered automatically, but you can trigger their attacks. Like, they showed a Lapa... I think it was a Lapas? Lapas? How do you say it? Lapras? Lapras? No. No, the, 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 not Lapras. I know how to say Lapras. Um, well, it almost sounded like you were trying to say Lapras. Like, no. Lapras? Oh, maybe it was Lapras. Maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was. What did it look like? Lapras. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so it did surf and it came in, my point being, it did surf and it came in from the side and there's like a big wave that hurt the opponent. Or like they had a Snivy that did a leaf tornado that hurt the opponent. And these guys, what? Snivy? Isn't it Snivy? No, because it's like an Ivy, like the leaf. Oh. 
Me and Pokemon just me and Pokemon names just don't it's, get along. You can just call him Smugly. Like, yeah, Smugly is what he should have been named. But uh, yeah, so they have these attacks coming from side and different Pokemon that are your assist Pokemon have different stats and different like recharge periods. So you can use the side attack and then just you know they kind of sit there and wait, and then when they can do it again, you can do it again. And different Pokemon found their other stats can you know do it, recharge faster than others. So there's that component as well. And it, the fighting also looked. I don't know if you noticed, it's kind of a mix of like there's a lot of hand to hand tech and stuff. But there's also a fair amount of like projectile stuff. Did you notice that? Where like some of the stuff was very close combat, but then there's a lot that is further away, which is definitively not Tekken. Hmm. So it seems like it's building. It's based on Tekken, but it's kind of building its own character out of that. It's becoming its own thing, I guess. Yeah, like it can, I don't know. They the character like most of the time they were looked like they were blocking or just yeah. taking like a single long hit yeah so it's kind of hard to tell at this point if it's like one of those like crazy combo like Tekken like Tekken, like, Tekken right. could potentially have a lot of combos and you could like oh if someone's on the ground you could still like kind of continue your combo right like, right attacks and stuff. yeah so it'll, it'll be interesting to see the other thing is they do have mega evolutions for Pokemon that support them for Pokemon that don't support them like Pikachu they just get powered up like Pikachu just became a ball of electricity and that was it so that's how they're figuring out the mega evolution situation they're just having comparable not megas. So the last tidbit that's worth knowing is how the game's controlled. Not with an arcade stick, even though it's an arcade cabinet, it's controlled with a controller. And not just any controller, a controller with the identical button layout of, yes, the Wii U gamepad. Hmm. Hmm. And on top of that, to save your data and transfer it between arcade units, use a BAN passport. That's by Namco Bandai, hence BAN. Guess what power is that? NFC. Hmm, same as what the gamepad has, NFC. Gee, I wonder if this game that's controlled like a Wii U game and has a feature that supports, that's supported by the Wii U, I wonder if that means it's coming to Wii U at some point. It, I mean, the controller, literally, did you see the picture of the controller? It looks like they just took the right side of the gamepad, like the buttons, and just pasted them on top of the most generic controller ever. Like, it's identical, like black buttons, same diamond shape, everything looks the same. So I'm pretty sure we now know that, yeah, it's coming to Wii U at some point. Namco Bandai still hasn't said it well, but... But do you think we'll have cards or Amiibo? Ooh. Well, I think, the card, I think card. the card thing would be kind of like how memory cards work between F-Zero GX and AX, where you can use it to transfer between the arcade unit cool. and the game. But like this, the cards rebrand the cards as Amiibo cards. Oh, this is like a game that I feel like kind of... You can just already kind of see at Evo. Yeah. Because, um, like, you have, like, um, Injustice, and I was like, oh, no, this Pokemon one. Right. Which, I don't know, this sounds really cool. And I could see, like, oh, do you have your card? You scan yeah, that's, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. And, I mean, Amiibo, they, Nintendo said they're going to make Amiibo cards. So yeah. how hard is it to so have the that, that makes Pokemon sense. Amiibo I mean, we already cards. have tap cards, so. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it, they're not even trying to hide the fact that it's coming to Wii U. Like, to have the controller look identical. Uh, but, yeah, so that's, that's happening. It should be cool. And also, some of the screens, or some of the stuff they showed in the live stream where they debuted all this are already in English well, so it's coming here probably and it's coming to Wii U probably and I think that's actually it finally for game news but a couple other things happened in the world of Nintendo the biggest is that uh, Club Nintendo's coming to an end it's actually happening so this really teardrop. seemed like something that should have yeah teardrop this really seemed like something that well, should have come out of the direct it would have been a teardrop if it was at maybe its like, peak maybe like a year ago but now yeah. it's like now kind of I mean, meh yeah but I find it weird that Nintendo announced this worldwide in all their websites for Club Nintendo within 10 minutes of each other. But yet they didn't put any mention of it in the Direct. 
I guess their their logic is that negative news doesn't go into direct, positive news does go into direct, but there's ways they have spun this to make it positive, so I don't know why they left it out. But here's the deal. Each region's going to handle it differently, but Club Nintendo, at least here in North America, is going to go out with a bang at the end of um, March is when you can sign up, stop signing up, and June is when it shuts down. But what they're doing is starting next month in February, they're going to have what they say are dozens of new physical rewards and digital items to spend your remaining coins on. For me, that's good because I have 2,700 coins and 28 surveys to do. So I have, I've got about 3,000 coins I need to burn through. So thanks, Nintendo. But um, how many coins do you have? Because you hoard – what are you going to do with your surveys? Because you hoard all well, your surveys. You have like a no, stack of no, surveys. No, I already did them. Oh, how many coins do you have? Um, I want to say like 2,700 or something. Wow, you have that many? Just wow, And you did that all in one sitting? Because you had such a high pile yeah, of Club Nintendo Yeah, and then answers. I still have to um, just do all the surveys inside of the system that I haven't even done. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot. I think it's not if you beat Agent 10, Twilight Princess on there. Right. You know, one nice thing, though, that they're doing is they are giving us here in the U.S. at least, or in North America at least, platinum and gold member perks are still coming this year. Okay. Instead of waiting until the end of the Club Nintendo year in June, they're going to do them in April, and it, like last year, it's going to be uh, full game downloads. The selection will be made available in April. So that's kind of nice. They didn't have to do that. Because on top of all this that they're already doing, they're also giving a thank you gift to Club Nintendo members in the form of something I know you've been waiting for, Flipnote Studio 3D. Oh, yeah. It's finally coming to the West as a free download. Anyone who's a Club Nintendo member will have access to the download and be able to check it out. Uh, for those who don't know about it, it's the DSi. DSi had Flipnote Studio, a small animation program that Miyamoto had a hand in, and they could share them online to a special service. That was kind of weird because it's by a Japanese company, and it was like... No, it was free for well, DSiWare. Yes, for paid. 3DS it was. Yeah. So they, they host this. It's called like Flipnote Hatana or something. And it, it was, yeah, and it, it was strange. And for 3DS, they cleaned it up. They offered a pay option that you know, gave them money to be able to run the better interface. And then some people in Japan did some bad stuff on Nintendo's networks. And essentially, there's some issues with pedophilia. There's some issues with adult talking kids that shouldn't. And Nintendo pulled the online support for Flipnote Studio 3D. They shut down in Japan. That's why Swapnote ended as well. Same reason. So they closed Swapnote. They closed Flipnote Studio 3D's online interface. And here in the West, when Flipnote comes out, yes, we are getting it for free. No, we are not getting any sort of online sharing. If you want to share your Flipnotes, you're going to have to go find the person in person and share it locally, which isn't horrible. You still get the animation software. You can always capture a 2D version of it with your cell phone and upload it to YouTube. But if you want to see the 3D... Go to Comic-Con, go to E3, sit there with a sign saying, flip note me, and maybe people will swap with you. I don't know. But but more importantly, it's a nice gesture as part of Club Nintendo closing. And, you know, honestly... Well, I guess you could always record it with a camera and put it on YouTube. That's true. That's true. But then it's 2D only. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is kind of what I was saying. But uh, honestly, know. the writing... Well, not about to say, like, on YouTube does not for 3D, but only you can... Not with a camera. Yeah, you would need, like, a capture card or something. Exactly. And some people do have... Well, yeah, Nintendo puts out capture cards for 3DS for the press, but those are 2D only. They only have those oh. 2D. But, but in terms of Club Nintendo itself, like, this was a nice gesture, and it's cool that Nintendo's giving us rewards, but, I mean, honestly, you kind of touched on it. The writing was on the wall for Club Nintendo shutting down. I mean, for a few years now, the Platinum and Gold prizes have gotten progressively less extravagant and awesome... You know, the physical rewards have dwindled, the surveys that they required us to do to get the co you know, to get coins to spend. They haven't even updated the wording on the surveys. All the surveys still ask, have you played this game online with Nintendo Wi Fi connection? Nintendo Wi Fi connection hasn't been a thing for three years. 
and they haven't even updated the wording or like other things like that like it's there's a lot of weird things that kind of indicate nintendo's pushing it to the side while simultaneously they're doing a lot more digital initiatives they up the number of digital games each month and rotate them each month the other one getting a lot of free stuff like in addition to buying games that aren't yes, really exactly. related to club nintendo the ganondorf dlc is a test of the digital wars with club you know with a club nintendo loyalty program style thing mewtwo with smash bros is an example like nintendo was very clearly shifting toward digital and it was an awesome program when it launched Club Nintendo back in 2007, I think. But in the time since, it's very clear that Nintendo's been looking to go digital. And now they're, I think they're finally doing it. Because what they did say is Club Nintendo is shutting down and in its place will be a new loyalty program later this year. And most likely, I'm going to guess, it's going to be a digital-only program. They're probably going to take the best of Club Nintendo and the best of the digital deluxe program, which also just ended in December, merge them into one thing, hook them into Nintendo Network, to your Nintendo Network ID, and boom, there's your new loyalty program. I mean, last year sometime, I don't remember which meme, but Iwata was saying in an investor meeting, Nintendo wants to have personalized sales. They want to say, oh, cool, you bought Metroid and Mario? You should check out Zelda, our other major franchise. Or, oh, hey, we see you like platformers. Have you tried Sonic Boom? We're sorry if you did, but we'll give you a discount. Like, things like that, they they are trying to do custom recommendations. They're trying to do digital rewards that require, obviously, less money for them because they don't have to ship anything or package anything or produce anything. They just send you a code virtually. So... This seems like it's all gearing up for that. And I suspect we're going to find out at least the first details on this new reward program, new loyalty program, in that investor meeting on Wednesday, the 28th. Or, well, actually, I think the investor meeting is actually like Thursday or Friday, but the, the release is on Wednesday. So I, I strongly suspect that we will be hearing more about their new loyalty program in the, by the time of the next episode. And of course, we'll talk about it then. So, But it's kind of sad, because Club Nintendo was a big thing, and before that was my Nintendo. And my Nintendo is what was in tandem with the Nintendo and Sire oh, yeah. Forums. And in our forums, I was a very big part because I was a moderator there, and I registered all my games to my Nintendo, and then I'll transfer to Club Nintendo. And, like, there's a long legacy for me, personally, in my experience with Nintendo itself. Like, being a sage, being a moderator, work, like, getting to chat with Bill Trendon through that stuff. Like, Jason all that. All people. I mm. know. But, so there's a legacy there that's ending with Club Nintendo, which is kind of sad. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing next. I think it could be really cool. Yeah. So. It could be. It should be. I mean, be. if it's anything like yeah, <laughs> anything like what I was saying or what I was saying, be. it will be. It must be, or else I'm no longer a fan. So, in our final segment, since we're not doing um, any gameplay impressions because we're already at like a ridiculously long episode length, no, ah, two, yeah, two hours. Uh, so we'll run through this real quick. But December happened. It's like a feature length movie, usually animated. Not by today's standards. I yes, guess. yes. Welcome, welcome to Ram Nintendo, the movie. <laughs> uh, we normally do this whenever there's new numbers. Uh, as you guys know, the month prior to January is a month called December. In that month, things are sold and purchased for the holidays known as Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Winter Solstice. No and, way. And uh, any other holiday I'm forgetting. It's not to be offensive. I just am forgetting. Blow my mind. Uh, yeah, it's like this thing that happens every year. And what that means is sales are usually through the roof. So we have sales numbers for December, courtesy of NPD. This looks just at the U.S. And you know it's a pretty solid month for Nintendo. They they did some good things, excluding the 3DS that they refused to mention the hardware sales of whatsoever. They had a pretty good month. So let's begin real quick with a look at the industry as a whole. So December obviously is the final month of 2014, which means we not only know how the industry did in December, but how it did in 2014 as an entire year. And the good news is, it did pretty well. Thanks mostly, real, honestly, to Xbox One and PS4. Hardware in the industry was up 20%, which is a pretty big jump compared to the year prior. Software, interestingly, was down 13%, which I guess can be attributed to there not being a whole lot of must-have games outside. I mean, Nintendo had. 
But if you look at like PS4 and Xbox One, a lot of people are like, oh, there wasn't like my one of Sony's biggest games was a re-release of The Last of Us. So was um, Xbox. Yeah, it's the same. Master Chief Collection. Or yeah, exactly. Collection. And that thing, by the way, Master Chief Collection has so many problems with their online servers. They are now releasing DLC or not DLC, a firmware up, software update beta. They're not even just pushing the update. They want to beta test it first. And they're inviting actual people that own the game to come beta test this for us. They're basically saying our game is unfinished. You bought it at full price. And now we want you to beta test it so we can finish it for you. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's nuts. But anyway, those systems help propel sales. It's a huge um, profile game. Like, it's it is. Not, it's their biggest game of the holidays. That, 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 they Super Mario up. status. Like yeah, that'd be Nintendo shipping Smash Bros. And then going, ha, you paid $60. And by the way, it's in beta. So it's it's kind of a weird move. But anyway, between those software sales going down and hardware sales going up, the industry as a whole was roughly flat year over year. It had a 1% uptick. It brought in, check out how big the industry is here in just the States, $13.1 billion in sales of games in the United States. In like the game industry, hardware, software, accessories. That's a lot of money. I would take $13 billion. I would live happily off $13 billion. I'd live happily off $1 billion and just put the 12 others billions somewhere else. But uh, anyway, if you look at the top software for 2014, I bet you could probably guess what it was. Number one, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Number two, right. Madden. Number three, Destiny. Number four, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, one wow. Nintendo game made the list, though. It sounds like the, the, the 10-year-old, average 10-year-old library or something. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's what everyone bought that owned one of those 20% I mean, I mean, boosted. I mean, I mean, not like, I mean, I'm sure no, it's just, good, it's yeah. just the same every year. Yeah. yeah. But in one Nintendo game, and this doesn't help the case that's the same every year, because whenever Nintendo put this, puts this game out, it happens. But uh, one Nintendo game made the list at number seven, Super Smash Brothers. Com- when you combine the Wii U and 3DS versions as one game, Super Smash Brothers was the number seven top-selling, best-selling game in 2014. Uh, which makes sense when you realize that the 3DS version, Nintendo reported, has sold over two million copies in the U.S. when you look at physical and digital. And the Wii U version... In its, you know, six weeks on the market in 2014, managed to move 1.3 million copies, which is pretty good for a system with not a huge install base. So um, those sales also put it, uh, Super Smash Brothers in fourth place for December alone. So that's pretty good. Um, Nintendo also shared some pretty good numbers with, about some of their other games. Mario Kart 8 has sold over 1.7 million here in the U.S. since it came out. And... Um, between Smash and Mario Kart and all their other Wii U releases this year, they managed to see software sales rise 75%. Almost double year over year compared to December 2013. So so that's good. And on the um, on the 3DS side, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, since they came out in October, have sold over 2.6 million copies. That's physical and digital combined um, here in the States alone. And for all of 2014, there were 16 3DS games that sold over a quarter million, Half of that 16 sold over half a million, and three of that half, like three of those games, were million sellers. And most likely, the, Nintendo didn't specify what they were, but I'm pretty sure it's safe to say those three were Smash Brothers and the two Pokemon. Given the numbers I just read off, that has to be what they were. Uh, separately, outside what Nintendo said, we got some leaked numbers, and here's the shocker. Here's one I did not expect. Captain, to- Captain Toad didn't just do decently, it actually did quite well. In December, during the during its launch month, it sold a quarter of a million copies. Now, I'm not sure how much of that is because of the discount price, or just the adorableness, or just the good buzz, or the fact that it is indirectly a Mario game, but quarter of a million for a game like Captain Toad is pretty impressive. And it really does home in, uh, hammer home the fact that, like, 
Kirby putting Kirby in the Rainbow Curse at forty bucks is probably the right move, since that's going to be a comparable experience in terms of like cute factor and in terms of length and what you get for your money. What's weird about Kirby though is online they're selling it for forty dollars if you buy it from the eShop, but Amazon, GameStop, and Best Buy all just jack the price of Kirby up to sixty dollars if you buy retail. $20 premium to get a manual and a disc and a box seems a little insane. So I'm not sure if those were raised by accident or on purpose or what, but uh, hopefully they come back down because I don't want to pay $60 for my physical Kirby, but I don't want, but I want physical. So it's the life I live. It's a, it's a, it's a hard life. But, but back to sales. Um, here's an, here's something that's crazy. Now, so Captain Toad, like I said, got leaked, quarter of a million. Just Dance for Wii. How much do you think a typical Wii game would sell this year? Like, it's 2014. The Wii, what, these numbers? The Wii is If I give a, a number, thing. it probably would be wrong because I'm not really sure what's considered. Like, the Wii's minimum. dead. It's been dead since 2012, maybe. Like, you would expect nothing to sell, basically. Just Dance for the Wii? Almost half a million copies since it came out in, whenever it came out, November, October. Half a million copies for a system that hasn't been active for two years. That's insane. It sold double what Captain Toad, what Captain Toad, Code sold on a system that is marketed currently. That's just that's that's unusual. That's crazy. But it really, I guess it just really shows how strong of a franchise um, Just Dance is. If even on dead systems, it can still sell half a million. Uh, hardware news, hardware wise, um, Xbox One was the best selling system in December overall. PS4 is the really? best selling system of the year. It oh. was in November as well. Uh, Xbox, when they did all their price drops and crazy bundles, managed to boost themselves above PS4 slightly. We're talking like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand difference when both sold over a million, but it did it did eke out. Um, Wii U had its best its best month ever in terms of sales, so things are finally looking up for the Wii U. Uh, Nintendo didn't give hard numbers; they don't usually. But year over year, it rose by twenty nine percent, which puts it roughly at close to six hundred thousand units being sold in December alone. That's good. That's like actually really good. It's the first time I can think of where Wii U sales are more than half. Talk about a low bar here. So first, PS4 and Xbox One each sold over a million in December. And Wii U sales for the first time are more than half of what its competitors sold. So good job, Nintendo. You hit 55, 60% of what your competitors sold, which in the context of the Wii U is great news, even if Xbox One and PS4 sold over 2 million combined. Uh... But yeah, the point being, Wii U's turn, it's looking better than it has. It's its still a good move for Wii U. Um, and that's not the only good news. Like I said, we don't know what's going on with 3DS. We'll find out in the investment meme. But, and if I'll be a good news, there's Amiibo sales. The figurines have sold over 2.6 million figurines, I guess, here in the U.S. since they came out in uh, the end of November. Now, from November to December, we were talking about how they only sold like 710,000. They're roughly neck and neck with Smash Bros. And we're like, is that good? Is that bad? It's hard to say. But they have since ramped up. Like, the trend of their sales has gone up as the frenzy started. The madness of shortages and scalpers and I want this one and I want that one. And that led it to go up significantly. And now we're at 2.6 million in the U.S. alone. Hard. The question becomes, it's hard to say, is it the shortage caused strong sales or strong sales caused the shortage? Either way. Well, there's a shortage they won't be able to make any more sales. Well, right? it probably would have been higher than 2.6 if they could keep ample supply, or some supply. So my question is, like, I, it could have hit 3 or 4 in theory. So my question is, is the reason that it even got to 2.6 and sold out so much because people were panicking because there's supposedly shortages? 
or were, and that's why there are now strong sales, or did the strong sales create the shortages that led to the current panic that led to all the frenzy? Like, did the was the frenzy artificial or was it real? Like, because Nintendo is known for pulling stuff like that. The Wii. There's no way they had shortages for over a year. That had to be manufactured. So I wonder how much this is the frenzy versus actual sales. Like, I know I bought two I wouldn't have bought if there wasn't a frenzy and shortages. I was never going to buy Wii Fit Trainer, but I did. I was indifferent towards Luigi, but I'm like, well, who knows? Maybe he'll be rare. Oh, Little Mac. Oh, yeah, Little Mac 2. Oh, so I bought three that I wasn't planning to buy. So I'm part of the problem. And, like, right now, 2.6 million, um, there are more people that own Amiibo than own Smash Bros. I am a problem. You have a problem. I have a problem. You know what my problem is? That I've been talking for like two and a half hours straight, and my throat's dying. So with that, I think we're actually towards the end of the episode. I will say, in addition to the Amiibo sales, uh, we're probably going to hear a lot more. In addition to what we know, we're probably going to hear a lot more at the investor meeting where I expect Nintendo to really dive into the um, weirdly missing 3DS hardware numbers. Uh, that we're covering next episode. They're going to announce their financial stuff, like I said, throughout the episode on the 28th of January. Our next episode is coming up February 8th, and we'll have a full breakdown of the financials. We'll analyze all that. We'll discuss um, what Nintendo talks in their, about in their investor meeting and the Q&A portion, if the translation from Nintendo is live in time. We're going to talk about Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for real this time next episode. And in the interim... For realsies. For realsies. And in the interim, if you go to ramtown.com, you can check out our latest vidbit where Jose here and his brother Elvis played through the hardest level of Don Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which is hard. And then the second hardest level. So if you want to see them, if you want to see if they can conquer it, it's a pretty entertaining video, so go check that out at ramtail.com. It's right on the homepage next to this episode. It's called Vidbit, Don Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Very creative title. And of course, to make sure you don't miss any future Vidbits, any future episodes, any future anything, follow us on Twitter at Ramtendo. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us individually on Twitter if you want to hear whatever we have to say about anything. I'm uh, JSR7, Jose Azuero. W-E-I-R-O underscore O. That's awesome as me versus Sandal where you can friend and follow him. You can friend and follow I like to keep it easy. Yep, yep. You can friend and follow me at Jason R because I can't keep it easy. And I think that does it. So thanks for sticking with us. I'm going to go hydrate my throat before I die. And yeah, we're in for a good year of Nintendo stuff it seems. So we'll see you next time and the time after and the time after and the time after. Mm-hmm.